Welcome to the WTF Forum. The hosts do not give financial, legal, medical or any kind of advice. Opinions are their own. This broadcast contains foul language and dangerous ideas. If you need a trigger warning you are in the wrong place. Now enjoy the show. Dear partners and friends of What the fuck? Form, a very cordial welcome. The WTF Forum is a decentralized broadcast network with no governing body of any kind and is produced and distributed by a loosely affiliated, ever-growing network of rogue, independent content creators. This forum does not, will not, and shall not have any one location, feed, platform, or channel, but shall be shared and multiplied as nature dictates. If any listener of the following proceedings finds themselves offended, they will be asked kindly to go fuck themselves. All right, what the fuck's up, everybody? How we doing? It is another great night for a forum. I've got a fire going in the wood stove, and it's raining outside, and there's no people I'd rather be with than y'all. So thanks for everybody who was able to make it. I am Mike the Polymath, Easy Peasy Podcast, and I will pass it around the circle to OG DadBod. OG DadBod, OG DadBod 1, a uh, whole lot of nothing podcast. I'm going to pass it over to Ashley. Hey, hey, it's Ashley slash Think Change Repeat. I am here with my pod mate, Stella Q, and uh, I'm happy to be here with you people as well. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm always happy to be here with you guys too. Absolutely. I'm here with my pet Karawong too, by the way. That doesn't cause too much trouble. <laughs> Over to you, Bear Snare. Hey, I'm Bear Snare, thebearsnare.com, and my Friends Hate Freedom podcast. And tonight looks like it's might be a fun chat and a good one. And we've got some great feedback on some of our recent episodes. So go, Ando. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ando, Burn, Babylon, Burn, and the Doom Kitchen. Uh, glad to be here, as usual. We have gotten some good feedback lately. Um, in fact, I went to my local No Agenda meetup today, uh, and I sat down with this guy, and he's like, bro, um, you know, I missed the last couple of meetups, so it's been maybe three months since I've seen this group of folks. And he's like, I've been listening to the forum, man. Now, he he was ashamed to admit that he li listens at 1.75. Uh, but, you know, I guess his brain his brain just works quicker than mine. I'm like, I don't know how y'all do it, but I listen to double speed, dude. <laughs> You're crazy, Times man. Y'all are 2.5 in crazy. some cases. I'm, yeah, I'm a it pod depends. speeder. I'm not ashamed it to admit it. I'm a pod speeder. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, everybody is. I mean, time is short, but I can tell you what Henry Kissinger sounds normal at times too. Well, maybe so, I do too. He talks um, very slowly, right? Yeah. Oh man, it's so painful. <laughs> I just I can't do it. It makes me anxious. I can't. But this fella, he was he was very um you're positive. Just, you're just chill. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're, so. Mike, you're like you're like a uh, like tubing down the river. That's like like hanging out with Mike Whistler. We're tubing down the river. Yeah. Ideally, man, that sounds great. Let's go. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to go in the ocean. Just got back from the beach today. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, How was the water? That's un- unrelated to uh, all of the subjects we're going to talk about, probably. <laughs> ah, fuck it, you know. Fuck little, it. little, you know, catch up with our just catch uh, with it our... up, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, the forum. You know, we're not above a little, a little bit of small talk. We mostly do real big talk, but small talk is cool sometimes, I guess. I, yeah, I guess I just feel like you guys are my friends, and it's nice to catch up, right? <laughs> Amen to that. Amen. I like hearing about your days. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's been fun like with I'm the bad chat, at bringing actual subjects. So it's what I bring, <laughs> the personal stuff. But no, like with the chat, it was cool seeing you, Stella, and your mom go to the uh, the Air Force Museum, and uh, yeah, you know these these little updates are fun. It's cool to, you know, we're not just people on the internet; we're actual people too. Yeah, no, that's right. good. I, I I sort of thought somebody might enjoy the uh, the whole aviation thing. I mean, it's it's not exactly Washington; it's Evans Head, but never mind. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. You know, <laughs> had an F one eleven there. It's funny, Stella. Um, the guy I was talking to, he's like, so actually, he was he was kind of astonished that I know you because he listens to Propaganda Report and has oh, for right. quite some time. Hey. He's like, how the hell did you get to know Stella Q? Um, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like this guy Ando, Ando, Ando connected <laughs> us all. Yeah. Yes, but I, I, I will tell you, Stella. I think he's That's got sweet. a little bit of. Uh, he's got a crush on you now. He's like, oh. do you know? He's like, I'm do you available. know what she looks like? <laughs> I go, yeah, bro. I look like my avatar. <laughs> I, I like. I don't know what she looks like. Uh, she I'm keeps it on comic. the. On I think the she's in some of her music videos, right? The, like There's the live one picture if you look really hard. What's that? <laughs> There's one picture of me on there if you look really hard on the internet. But you know, good luck. Good luck finding anything about me much on the internet. Yeah, yeah. You won't. I, I like well, imagining I... what Stella looks like. It's much better to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was joking with the guy. I'm like, yeah. The funny thing is, she just you know sent these pictures of you know going to the uh, Air Force Museum or whatever. And she shared a picture of her mom. I'm like, so now I know what her mom looks like. <laughs> I know what they say. <laughs> yeah, the I apple just wanted doesn't to fall far. I, I wanted to verify that was my mom and not me. I just thought that was important. Because, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, funny. she's 86. <laughs> but you you have at least one fan that I have met personally, Stella. So I am, I'm cool. absolutely wrapped and much love to that fan. Yep. He's a good dude. He is. Yeah. It's awesome that you've been going to those no agenda meetups. Yeah, man. It's a, it's an eclectic bunch of motherfuckers, dude. Like really cool people. Um, you know, you can tell everybody's got a a certain degree of autism, but you know, usually not too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that every one of us, like literally all, I mean, maybe we should start another podcast called, uh, all my friends have autism. <laughs> right. It's probably been done. Guys, I'm, I'm like the least autistic person in my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know, I, I, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I don't have go the ahead. tism. I, I just have, <laughs> yeah, something, but I don't have Some mild. <laughs> Some mild personality disorder. I don't know. <laughs> it's a prerequisite to be in this group, I think. Hey, you said you like to spurg out, Ando. So there's a, a hint. A light seasoning. Yeah. 
everybody spurts out from time to time. But you know, I I mean, little splash of tar. There, there's some people that make it their way of life. Oh, definitely a splash of tar. There's a big you know <laughs> splash of tar in there. I, sure. I think I've got some of that. <laughs> Well, they say they say autism is a spectrum, which means everybody's on it somewhere, right? Kind of, kind of like sexuality. Ooh, yeah, ooh, and And he's normal. Don't don't forget about gender now. (laughs) Well, you know that that might be a good transition if y'all are ready to get into um, the first topic. I thought we'd kick it off with. This is kind of a um, a comparative analysis of men and women. Uh, surviving in the wilderness. Okay. I shared this in the chat. So maybe uh, some of you saw it, but I thought this was pretty damn funny. Now I'll say, I mean, absolutely no offense to any of the women in the forum or in our audience. Um, This was just sort of hilarious. And I think it's a good way of framing um, a greater conversation. So I thought it would be a good place to start. Uh, What do you guys say? Should we just roll with it? Let's go, baby. Let's go. All right. Apparently, this was like a Bear Grylls show. I don't know when it aired, uh, but it's called Survival Island. And this is kind of a compilation video that somebody put together. Um, And like I said, I just thought it was pretty funny. So we'll start with this and we'll take it from there. That's being an IWWDNNM. What? An independent woman who don't need no man. Meanwhile... The expedition party have spent all day in the searing heat, only to find they've walked in one big circle back to Coke. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? I don't even understand. We cannot walk anywhere on this island without getting lost. <sighs> Let's rock and roll, boys. Let's rock and roll. I think we made it. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, this is exciting. This is exciting. Yes! Why is it you're so adamant? You're right. All Just hold on. Just <laughs> missing everybody out. Listen, I'm going to go on, boys, on the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Oh, God. I'm telling you, I'm going to come Fucking brilliant. Patay. <laughs> Okay, well, where are we going now? Where are we going now? No more concentration arguing. I don't want to leave. I'm sorry, I don't want to leave this group. I don't want to. What the fuck? I can't fucking deal with this. The women have circled back to Coconut Beach for a second time. <laughs> Having pushed through the jungle for two days, they're not one step closer. For the moment, absolutely buzzing. Yeah, definitely feel like a tribe on a hunt. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Everyone's come out prepared. You really need to know how I'm feeling. I feel fine. <laughs> the day at the office. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this guy. I feel really good, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, my oh. God, that's... Yeah, it's enormous. It's watching us. No. 
though potentially deadly to humans, a crocodile of this size could provide tens of thousands of calories for the women who have barely eaten in days. The women decide to walk away from this potentially life-saving feast. That shifty little bastard's got closer, Annie. He's not scared of us. Fucking bastard. Look at me. Look at me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You're in, you're in, you're in, you're in, you're in. You're in. Yes. Here we go, pop it up. Yes. Go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You're in there. Okay, I just got to pause it there. We can we can keep watching it, but it's so funny. I you know for the listener, what we're watching here is like I said, this like Bear Grylls reality TV show where essentially I think they're on the same island at different times, but it's a group of men and a group of women, and this compilation is kind of chopped together just to probably exaggerate the the facts of the matter, but. To me, it's so it's so funny because like men fantasize about doing this shit. And no wonder they fucking they they like given the opportunity, just relish the opportunity, right? And um and they kind of kicked ass. The men, they captured a fucking alligator, they cooked it, they ate it, versus the women who would prefer not to deal with an alligator, right? And you know, I'm not bringing this up to make it seem like women are weak, right? That is not my point. My point bringing this up is one of my issues uh, with maybe some of the propaganda that's been coming out lately. I have I have a little bit of a problem with the fact that Israel has compulsory military service for women. And maybe I'll leave it at that and see what thoughts y'all have. But I... It's my opinion that if you want to be Joan of Arc and join the military and be a bad bitch that kills people, by all means. But the average woman, in my opinion, does not want that. You know, I think that by nature, men are destroyers and women are nurturers in many ways. Now, is that an overgeneralization or what do y'all think? Well, you, uh, understanding what like a service job is it's not all you know get out and shoot and kill and whatever Uh, a lot of uh they're doing a lot of everything's like really just a job so you know uh there's jobs that women can do obviously um maybe they shouldn't be but they do them so so I wonder um, about with the compulsory military service, if they actually are deployed, like if they actually go to fighting positions. I recently heard that the U.S. Army, even though, ah, man, I can't remember what it is. They've got like half a million troops, but only 19,000 deployable soldiers, like on the ground soldiers, and everyone else is just part of the fucking bureaucracy of it. Yeah, they just signed up so that they could get their trans surgery. <laughs> For free, yep. <laughs> do they do that in Israel, or is that just here? I don't know. Well, I think a lot of them, or I shouldn't say a lot. I think some I mean, of them get transed because it makes them undeployable, and they don't want to be deployed. Yes, and it also exempts them from PT. But that that I'm referencing here in the States, uh, the 
transgender people. Not, I don't know about these right. Yeah, people. sorry, that's yeah. all in the U.S., not Israel. Yeah. I don't know anything about how they do it. And the other thing is, uh, like Mike was saying about if they join the military so they can pay for their trans surgery, um, maybe. But the trans drugs come from pharmaceutical companies in Israel. So I think that's an interesting uh, little tidbit as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is a trans and community I wonder, in Israel. I'm fairly certain I've seen I wonder how big it is. Footage. Because, you know, like I know that, that, that Tel Aviv's the gayest city in the world, but I wonder how much they really? are with the trans stuff. Because, yeah, usually they're immune to their own poisons and, and they really are the people that are like responsible for propagating this trans shit. I mean, the whole ideology behind it and and the medicine that goes into it and the surgery. And uh, let's see, you know, uh, let's not forget about Magnus Hirschfeld, whose uh, trans laboratory was burned down um, in Nazi Germany. So uh, that that was, you know, he had all the research. This is this is something that they came from them. I can't be the only one who's got a problem with compulsory military service. Can I? No, I absolutely no, have no. a problem with that. Yeah. 100%. But to me, it's like, especially for women, this is my point. Like, so with all this um, news and, you know, some of which I think is certainly propaganda, you know, there is a clear distinction in, I, you know, I guess they call it like civilian casualties, but historically speaking, it's like, leave the women and children alone. Right now, civilian casualties could mean non-combatant men, but like it shouldn't be freaking rocket science to say that there is a difference between men and women. Right. And, sure. um, and are you women, sure about that? Well, it seems like pretty common sense to me, but it's like, there's a reason that people say like, you know, leave the women and children out of it. Let men fight men. And like women and children deserve to be protected. Right. Like that's kind of, you know, with this survival video, I'm like, I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, if this was a functional tribe that was mixed, right, that was not men and women separate, but sort of together, I I would like to see a reality show where they did this, where it's like, all right, drop 20 men and women together on a beach and see what naturally sort of happens. I'm thinking about three or four days in when those men capture that freaking alligator and skewer it and cook it they are gonna get laid that night (laughs) because the women are like fuck yeah you brought us fucking protein like here's here's what you get in return dude that that is a hot is (laughs) yeah and like men want to do that for women right Mm. i you know i do like yeah, that's, that's put, the natural well, order right there. That's yeah. that's while well, we put berries into your mouth. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I just wanted to get back to those. Uh, I don't identify with any of those women in any way, shape, or form. Just wanted to make that very clear. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> I think they selectively cast those <laughs> useless, dumb broads, um, whiny whiny bitches. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. And there's probably a, quite a few personality clash um, situations going on there, which would have been very cleverly selected. Um, but the yeah, look, there's nothing like a good crocodile dive, is there, to uh, form a, a forever bonding moment with a few blokes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, cracks I, me up. 
all the guys being like, yeah, and all the women being like, no. So <laughs> I, each other over that. <laughs> I will say that I would 100% be one of those bitches because, A, uh, <laughs> if I'm somewhere that I don't have a fucking clue where I'm at, and I'm like in a jungle, and I'm like getting, you know, bit by mosquitoes and stuff like that, okay, that's number one. Number two, you don't feed me for four fucking days. And I'm awful with directions and I'm with a, a bunch of other whiny bitches. Yes, I'm gonna, be, <laughs> I'm gonna be one of those people. <laughs> it cracks me up where they're like, Where are we going? And one of them just goes, Keep walking straight. Like <laughs> they're in a jungle. There there is no straight line. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, exactly. They clearly have absolutely no sense of direction. How they could yeah, have looped yeah. is beyond me. I mean, can't they see where the sun is at least? I I would like to think that I could come up with something that would not get me lost, but I have to be real. I'm the worst. Anybody in my life will tell you, I have no sense of direction. I'm horrible with directions. Uh, I do know that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. So maybe, maybe so you did. that's a start. That's a start. <laughs> but I'm watching this and I'm like, so oh my God, that's so true. I would be one of these awful people. I mean, how useless were they? I'd like to point out that those women Here's were in the a thing. prime. They were in a prime spot to throw a rock on that crocodile's head. I mean, they missed a really beautiful opportunity there. Not that I, you know, advocate for animal cruelty or anything, but when you're hungry, anything you're goes. Hungry. You know? Yeah, yeah. So men get lost just as much as women do out out and things like this. But the thing is, it's about committing to being lost and women will commit to being lost and, and then, you know, go back around in a big circle twice but yeah it, it's you know it's like whenever you recognize that hey something's wrong um I, I think men are more apt to pick up on that yeah i've been like i used to drive around before the days of gps i used to drive around in philly and stuff not really knowing where i was but knowing that if i kept going in some general direction then i would hit a road that i knew <laughs> i i actually yep yep i love i love going out on my motorcycle with no real plan and getting halfway lost just for the challenge of figuring out how to get home, you know? Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to play the rest of this video. Any, any thoughts before I do? Cause I just find this whole thing so funny and it's not meant as like a full representation of what women or, or men are like, there's plenty of pussyfied men and there's plenty of badass women, right? But right. <laughs> but in a generalized sense, this is kind of funny to watch because it, it almost seems to me like men, um, you know, I, unless they did selectively choose like men with prowess, I assume these are just your average kind of UK dudes. Um, <laughs> and they like kind of naturally go feral. There's some there's some scenes in here where they are like they, they you can tell they are like going full cavemen like. It's so awesome. <laughs> Should we go on? Yeah, why not? Let's yeah. do it. It's really hot. Seriously, look how much meat there is on that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. <Nice. laughs> this crocodile part is turkey. The woman. Oh my god, it looks scary. Let's go back to the village. 
But for the men, looks like protein and meat is back on the menu, boys. And don't you guys just love it? How this survival island literally became a dystopia for women, but practically a utopia for men. Did the men actually forget that this is supposed to be a survivor show? Fucking hours rearranging wet knickers and washing yeah. all around I this camp and squeezing it out and I'm hanging it up for you. I've been biting my tongue but all the time. You, all, you don't want me to. I was just, I'm so ill, but I just need to sleep. Like, my throat, I can't swallow. Enjoy the idyllic tropical sunshine. I think life isn't too bad after all. We can't eat because we have no fire. <laughs> Let the feast begin, boys. Yes. <laughs> Boys get stuck in it's like chicken. We have nothing to drink because we can't boil it to purify it and sterilize it. Oh god, I feel like it's after Sunday dinner at home. Absolutely lovely. We're really struggling, guys. Oh god, come on. <laughs> Char grilled to smoky perfection. Oh, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> Come on. Let's go, Brandon. Cry into a glass. 21. <laughs> Little fishies for the dishes. <laughs> Legends have said, by the time the girls figured out how to boil water, the men have already flown a rocket ship into outer space, <laughs> discovered and found the cure to AIDS and cancer, created the world's first flying car, the first to fly in an unidentifying saucer, they discovered life on Mars, and they found Bigfoot. <laughs> Legends have said that the girls are still bitching. To this day! <laughs> to this day! Fucking joke. Everyone needs off here. I swear. Bear Grylls, <laughs> this survival program is a piece of fish. <laughs> 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 A crock of this size could provide the men with all kinds of games. Sweet 
We're just gonna go like one minute more. All right. We get the point. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's so there's another point. Just so a second. Whole camp. I'm looking at your urine results and things. Yeah, and I'm looking at your weight charts and everything. And I'm looking at people whose kidney function is on a decline. And I cannot stand by and let that decline continue. Now, there's no easy way to say this. Um, yeah, you suck. No, you just fucking suck. I'm teetering right on the brink of pulling you all off the island for medical reasons. Over. All right, that's probably enough of that. You get the point, but it's brutal. It's brutal, man. It's brutal. You know, all I'm saying is they would have done so much better if they were all together. You know, I'm not trying to disparage women here by any means. There's, like I said, there's some badass women. Um, It just seems like men naturally adapt to this kind of life. And I, you know, like, again, I think men would feel even more satisfied if they were able to bring that crocodile home to their ladies right yeah, yeah they, and, they, and the ladies yeah. could be useful you know they could cook it up or whatever like sure in in cooperation with the men they could do the stuff that the men don't do we're Looks so like the men are doing quite well by themselves really <laughs> <laughs> yeah how Sorry. long until they start fucking each other in the ass, though? You know? <laughs> I think I would definitely be um, heading away from the women and looking for the blokes camp. <laughs> definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I know Possible. what the problem is, though. Those women were doing their best Amelia Earnhardt impression. <laughs> no, nobody. You... you know, she got stranded on an island and then eaten by crabs. Oh, that's <laughs> the thing about her? I didn't know that. Well, that's the theory, right? She went missing and you know, went down on an island and nobody found her. Amelia Earhart, did you say? Yeah. yeah. I, oh. I think she probably drowned more than likely, but if, you know, who knows? I thought they found her plane. Really? I didn't know that. Well, you know, I guess that that uh, must mean, Mike, that you think women should be able to drive, but that's a whole other subject. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <we're in trouble>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, to me, this is just like, I just don't see I don't see that we can ever be the same. Like I said, there's exceptions to every rule, but like you know, when it comes to I'll take it back to military service again. I just don't think it's right to compel women who don't want to be killers to go out and be killers. It doesn't work. Yeah, I see your point, and I actually think it's quite admirable that you're questioning it because I haven't never really thought about it because I've always put it in the camp of uh, that's a completely different culture, so we can't look at it as our culture and what we would think or how we would judge it because it's a completely different culture. And as I think Ando pointed out, it is, or somebody, Bear maybe, um, it's like going to just an everyday job. It's just part of life. It's part of the expectation. Um Let's face it, most people that I know that have been through service, even if it's just, you know, just for a couple of years or whatever, um, have come out and they've they've all said it actually made them a better person. So there's that. Um, There's the sort of the disciplinary thing, whereas, you know, you look at some of the the generations that are around now and, you know, they're still living in mum's basement at 35 or whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think think it's got its benefits. I'm not fully against it if it's part of that culture, if that's just part of it. I mean, I, there's no reason why a woman can't stand there and hold a gun. Uh, whether she wants to kill someone or not, that's up to her. She can always miss. But 
I think the actual action of going into it, I, I don't have a full on problem with it, mm-hmm. and as long as it's all volunteer, uh, as long as it's all okay and not like forced. Yeah, like said, yeah. Like I don't have a problem with women being in the military, but it, they just have to be. They should be the ones who want to be there, like you said, voluntarily, and who are capable. You know, Joan of Arc, man. Like she was one of the baddest chicks in in history, right? Mm. And people didn't even know she was a woman. Like, anyways, I mean, that's just one example. We've also got, you know. Well, she fiction. had to dress like a man or else she would have been just full on raped and everything like immediately. Right, right. So, you know, yeah. and I, I always liked watching Xena Warrior Princess as a kid. That was a pretty cool show. <laughs> she was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hercules. I, I actually liked Hercules, just for the record. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bet you did. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. another thought is that. Has Israel actually been to war uh, other than bombing <laughs> uh, Palestinians, you know, or is it, has it been historically, and I don't know, I'm asking, like the United States to step in in their stead? You know, I know that uh, they do have the compulsory military obligation, but do they ever actually use it? But, you know, I don't They're know mostly- the answer to that doing like policing kind of things um they uh they do have the united states fight all of their wars and and they're gonna have them fight this next one it looks like so i mean that's that's just the way they operate yeah but i I definitely think that they're obviously men and women are made differently and there is some overlap of male to female sometimes you know there are some women who are really into that stuff and then there are some women that are much more of the nurturer side and could be a huge liability in a military situation. Um, And I think just overall, even if they even let's say you look at a comparison of the the uh, creme de la creme of athletes. Right. So you have males versus females. Well, females can't compete with males, period. You can be the best female in the world, but you are not going to be even cracking probably the top 500 of males in that particular sport. So I think that that needs to be acknowledged. And it is just a fact, period. And someone like Leah Thomas, who was a male swimmer, who was ranked close to almost 500 in um, collegiate swimming, went from close to 500 in males in the country to number one in female swimming, right? So I think that there are some obvious discrepancies and uh, strength and speed disparities that could be a huge liability. So that's, I mean, it's a lot of different things to consider, but that they're different, you know? Yeah, and I'd just like it on to be on the record too that I absolutely do not advocate for anyone to be in military service, okay? So I'm fully anti-war. I just wanted to get that on the record from following from what I said before. So um, there was o- a couple of well, there was a couple of blokes that took out the uh, first and second in some cycling thing recently, women's event. So first OG just second. shared this in the chat. Um, it says FC Dallas U15 boys squad. I assume this is in soccer, you know, football. If you don't live in the states. Uh, beats the U.S. women's national team in a scrimmage. So U15, as in, you know, 14, 13-year-old boys beat the women's national team, just for example. You know, it's it's not 
you know, it's like that clip we watched uh, last week or the week before with Neil DeGayas, uh, where he's like, if the if the playing field's not even, then just even the playing field. And I'm like, what the fuck? Every soccer field I ever saw was flat. I don't know how you fix that. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's that's that Harrison de Bergeron uh, mm-hmm. approach. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a couple examples here of like what I think is sort of a a perversion of what like men and women have become, right? And I'm not even talking about trans stuff. Um, I'm talking about like this hyper um how do I say hyper empowered woman. Not that women shouldn't be empowered, but like to a point of toxicity versus the emasculated man, right? And these are both yes. very, very important. I call it girl bossery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here, check this out. I just saw this today. It's this is like my least favorite kind of music. It's this like poppy country music. Um, but the the lyrics kind of speak for themselves. You still swear to me that he's a catch. I don't know about all that. Are you throwing back? Pack up all your stuff and leave. All right, so yeah, you know, boss bitch, you know, you say he's a catch, but I say he's catch and release because I'm a boss bitch and I don't need no man. Have you know, fun, it's like- <laughs> mother at 35 and not having any kids till you're 40. Mm-hmm. I like how that ties in with the last video we watched. <laughs> kind of helps to know how to fish. It doesn't. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying this is a sort of the attitude that's being pushed. Oh yeah. In my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. The hyper, the hyper empowered woman versus here's the example of the totally emasculated man. And this guy thinks that oh, he's yeah. like a social justice warrior. I don't know who shared this in the chat. Um, actually, I think it came from the black labs chat, but I, I copied and pasted it over. This is, you know, this is kind of funny. Sir, hey, you're, you're assaulting us. That's assault there, buddy. If we did that to somebody, I know you'd be crying about it, right? Because you're called a hypocrite. You don't know how to be a man. You don't have any children, do you? You can't even take care of yourself, much less a child. You have no responsibility, no sense of virtue, no sense of masculinity. You've been emasculated. You don't know how to protect women. You don't know how to protect children. No, you don't. If we wanted to do something to this abortion clinic, you wouldn't stop us. We are restraining ourselves because we're law-abiding people. You guys are not restraining us in the least bit of way. You're not protecting this clinic, okay? You're a coward. You couldn't protect your way out of a paper bag. If we wanted to toss you down the hill, we'd toss you down the hill. And you wouldn't be able to do anything about it. It's the fact that we are self-disciplined men who actually restrain ourselves and abide by the law is the reason that you haven't gotten hurt today. Because you're not a man. You're a coward. You're a little boy that has not grown up. You've been raised in a self-centered, materialistic, consumer-driven culture. All you know how to do is consume. You don't know how to take care of anybody. You don't know how to produce or build anything value and substance. So I hope you grow up and become a man. All right. So, yeah, for the listener, um, the guy talking was not the subject of the video, per se. It was somebody confronting this. You know, basically what I gather, there was a two-sided protest at an abortion clinic, right? The pro-abortion people and the anti-abortion people. And this skinny, long-haired, you know, I'm a skinny, long-haired dude, so, you know, don't get me wrong. 
but the skinny long haired, you know, with the mask on his face, clearly left wing type dude is like actually touching and trying to block the other, you know, anti-abortion protesters. And these guys just basically berate him for being a, a sissified male. And I can't disagree with anything that was said. Yeah, um, I think this all goes under the banner of the feminine divine, um, which is coming back into play, of course. So the women are being pushed. And uh, that's very much the case in, in the World Economic Forum agendas as well. The women are very much pushed there. So it's all part of that, I think. Yes, I wanted to follow up with, I feel like this is the, uh, not maybe not the very end, but maybe it is the very end. Like uh, whenever you have uh, first wave and second wave feminism, especially second wave that was so disruptive to the culture combined with a couple of other psyops, then this is the late stages of that, where you literally have men that want to become women. Um, but these women are, it starts with, telling them that promiscuity is empowering, not having a family, not having children is empowering, having a career and serving a boss is empowering, but serving your family is not empowering. And it's been very, very damaging to get us to this point where yes, you do have like, uh, yes, girl, I'm a boss bitch. Yes, queen, slay. Like that horrible, <laughs> horrible culture is the result of that you say he's a catch but i say catch and, and release catch and release bitch yeah you it's, don't need him exactly uh the music becomes sort of like this hypnosis and and kind of just you know uh spills into all of, all of the rest of the things and and these ideas get in people's heads you know like you you're living moments in your life and you hear um some fucking pop song that's that's you know really probably telling you to do the wrong thing and uh and it's everywhere you know you walk into places there's music in the background and music is completely used for propaganda's sake all the time well and it's no different than yeah, like all the rap songs where it's like oh fuck all these hoes you know get as much pussy as you can you know blah blah, blah. it's the same it's it's from whichever side it's it's not good you know that's a really great point because propaganda is often based, well, you know, repeat anything and it becomes the truth and look at the structure of a song. It's generally, I mean, not not so much these days, but generally there's a formula. It's generally sort of verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, chorus. I mean, that's sort of the old format. So there's, you know, three or four different uh, re repetitions of a chorus. So that, again, is like the hypnotic thing like you're talking about. So it's, they use it. Just and there are tool. also very common chord progressions that are particularly appealing and work very well in pop. And they can be done to so many different rhythms and everything that you can write different songs. You could write infinite different songs using the same chord progression. So I don't know. It's related. <laughs> yes, definitely is. And, you know, if you want to take it to the real sciences, you know, the, the frequency um theories about different frequencies affect different moods i mean there's we've talked about it before there's plenty of google patents available um going back to the 50s 60s of um using frequencies to influence brains to suggest things to make people feel certain moods to make certain biological things happen um so there's that it's a science as well as entertainment i mean it's always under the guise of entertainment isn't it but it really it's their tools 
You know, yeah. that's interesting because I I went onto a United Nations page just earlier before we got on. I was looking for Ando said he wanted to bring up Africa later. And I was looking to see like what I might find. And just this UN page that was actually one of their pages, I felt it immediately that there was some kind of, I don't know if it was with the light or whatever, um, some kind of frequency with it that was not like pleasant. It was strange. Yeah, and I was going to say, too, that it, it knowing the amount of experimentation that has been done on humankind, it is possible that they have totally cracked the code on subliminal messaging as far as frequency and like cadence and pitch and all of this stuff. Like it's very possible or at least very close. Now, maybe it's maybe it's similar to hypnosis, like some people are are more susceptible to that. And like a lot of us here or everyone here, we see what is happening. So maybe once sort of the veil has been lifted, it makes it more difficult for you, but it doesn't mean that you're not susceptible to an earworm. For example, we all remember Richmond, North of Richmond, right? And we, that was stuck in my head, even though uh, we, this group was pretty much onto that from the beginning. Um, at least the possibility that there was something suspect about it, right? So I think it's a really interesting thought that maybe they have totally cracked the code on that. On what did that what did that song accomplish aside from in, in, sort of reinforcing a victim mentality among disenfranchised men? Yes, who, who connected with the lyrics. And with the tone, right, the angry, like screaming from the bottom of the, you know, pyramid saying, why can't I get ahead in this world and making it seem OK that you're stuck in a rut, that it's 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 everybody's fault but yours. Yeah. And I think that that goes with what Owen Benjamin calls as the spell casting, like literally. And I think that our buddy Jen would would go to the, you know, he would agree with that because he sees when people are casting spells and he's like, Oh, that person's a wizard a hundred percent. But so Owen calls it, he is breaking spells because he tells you like, even people that I like Tucker Carlson, for example, he said, but do you see what Tucker's doing here? He is making it sound like very similar to Richmond North of Richmond, like reinforcing victim mentality, reinforcing the problems, but not the solutions, reinforcing the sort of downtrodden attitude, but not the positivity that we can still build in this system, that we can still survive and thrive in our current environment, especially knowing what they're up to. So I definitely think that that's part of it. Yeah. And that's also part of, um, it's okay to be helpless because we're here. We've got you, you know. We, we'll be, you'll be right. We've got this, so uh, you can rely on us. I think it was really, really interesting what you said, OG, about the um, that you sort of thought something about maybe a frequency or something because I'm, I'm sort of thinking, if you're going to find something like that, probably most likely the United Nations site would probably accommodate something like that. Well, I was going to um, say, you hear what you want to hear, right? You know. Well, yeah, um, some do, but um, I, was, I just wanted to point out the fact that Satan is, he's the ruler of the air and he's hes light. So that covers television, um, especially in the old days of the CRT TVs, uh, the, the uh, cathode ray tube, I think it was. Um, 
that's the old ones that are, you know, the big fat TVs. There's patents for um, frequency output using those televisions um, that readily available to go and look at, Google patents. Um, I'm not sure about the LED displays, but I have no doubt they would have found a way to do something in that. Um, I know there's other things built into these things that we that aren't obvious, you know, they won't say anything. And I, I know this for a fact because the other day, let me just quickly say this quick thing, it, it took coincidence completely out of the picture for me. I went to a shop and I was talking to this young guy about something, some technical stuff. And he said, there's this dude who's got a channel on YouTube. Okay, let me just set this up. My handbag was closed and my phone was in its case in my handbag. So if it was listening to anything, it was pretty muffled, right? So back to this. I'm talking to the shop assistant. He told me about this guy who's got a channel on YouTube and he told me the name. And I said the name back to him so I would remember it so it would get into my brain. And that was it. And then I'm, I walked off, went home. The next morning I woke up, looked at my iPad, and in YouTube there's that dude's channel in my suggestions. Now there is no way I did not search for him. I said his name once, the other guy said his name, and that's it. And my microphone wasn't turned on. So what's the deal with that? There's no way that's a coincidence because I'd never heard of this dude, never seen him come up before. So, you know, all I'm saying there is there's some other stuff going on, <laughs> these things. Who For knows? sure. I definitely think that the spying capability of the phones, it's also that way with smart devices, our televisions, all of that type of tech, Bluetooth, uh, light bulbs like I have here. It's all kind of part of that network. And the other thing that I wanted to say, as we talked about sort of the demoralization, right, of the um, oh, poor me mentality, that is also something that has been woven or like baked into the cake as it were, in a couple of different ways. So you do have the propaganda saying it, you have music saying it, you have uh, corporate press saying it, but it also is an attitude that is is instilled into people in compulsory education. And something that I recently learned is that uh, just the hard number that kids will spend 15,000 hours in a regular school system. So that's a long time to learn helplessness. That's a long time to stomp mm -hmm. out creativity and a can-do attitude and all of this stuff. So it's all working together. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, Ashley. Um, also, am I coming in clear for you guys? Cause I keep getting kind of a, like a little thing popping up saying my internet's somewhat unstable. Am I, am I all right? You're mostly fine. Anywho, okay. Um, anywho, you know, I was thinking as Stella was talking about like the importance of light and like television and whatnot. Um, and you bring up the public schools. I have really grown to hate fluorescent lighting okay as well as led lighting and go figure here in the states you know our fearless leader president barack obama tried to outlaw incandescent light bulbs now i can't find them can you find them i can't buy I, them anymore yeah it's not easy. i would have invested in those if i had known and you know I, I have, you know, here in the shop where I live, I have overhead fluorescent lights that I have to use when the sun is up. Otherwise, it's too damn dark. But as soon as the sun goes down, I kill the fluorescence 
and I turn on all of my, you know, warm, you know, sort of yellowish light, which some of it are LED bulbs. I believe some of them are incandescent. I think you can still get them. You just really have to look for them. Um, I don't think Obama succeeded in getting rid of them entirely, but the importance of light and even just staring at the computer or at the TV after the sun's gone down, like it, that by itself fucks with our, our rhythms, our frequencies. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn, you know, it's like the propaganda is there to bring our frequencies down and, and to convince us of a less than true reality. And I, you know, I saw this thing about, um, well, okay. Maybe before I get to that, I do have this, you know, we've talked about circumcision before. Um, and this was just too weird. I, I had to share it. Uh, you guys in the chat probably saw it, but this is Sandra Bullock on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Before we move on to this, Mike, yeah. can I just Go point ahead. something Go out ahead. with the fluorescence? Yeah, that it's, fluorescence are bloody awful, terrible things, especially when they start to go and they're flickering. That's really bad. Um, they are also based on the blue light spectrum, so um, it's not good to be under that all the time. So if you've got to be under them, maybe get some warmer ones but um yeah it does upset the circadian rhythm and and that is that is a fact because otherwise apple would not have built in or probably other devices i don't know would not have built in the um facility to be able to warm the screen light up at night like you can set it for a schedule you know at nine o'clock turn it to orange sort of thing rather than blue based because it does upset your sleep and they sell of course the um blue you know the screen glasses so it de-blues what you're looking at better for your eyes. So it's obviously a fact. I mean, they they acknowledge it. <laughs> I suppose the fact they built it in makes them less liable, perhaps. I don't know. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of trying to connect things that maybe aren't totally connected. But again, like this is sort of the, in my opinion, like the war on men, this um, this propaganda that's been fed in particular to american parents to get their kids circumcised um to me is like an anti-masculine propaganda move and um we've all maybe suspected that they were doing something with all that foreskin this is just i don't know if we should take this seriously or not but i you know it's a what the fuck so i'm gonna i'm gonna play this this way in which um one forces uh, through microneedling um, it's like a little roller with these, some of you, I, mean, I think many of you know it. And you pushes through the skin and ruptures the collagen and then boosts it. You look like a burn victim for a day, but then it's, but then it pushes. The what are you pushing into the skin? Well, you push in whatever the facialist would like to into your pores. But what is it? It is an extraction from a, um, a, a, um, a piece of skin uh, that came from a young person um far far away and they somehow figured out how to extract it's foreskin from a korean baby that's what it is i no, okay Who I, comes don't, up no, with I this? don't think i don't think and it's not like i'm lying there with little pieces all over my face it's like it's who thinks of collecting it and, and yeah, having it for we'll do something with this and someday. why didn't we come up with that okay i mean what what <laughs> Very what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Very, very. Well, I know they sell um, moisturizer and stuff with 
goat's placenta and stuff in it, so I wouldn't put it past them at all. That's just the um, the Richie's mm-hmm. elite version. Stem cells, right? Yeah, I've known about yeah. this for a while. They're, so for the yeah. listeners, did we mention that that was Sandra Bullock and Ellen DeGeneres? Mm-hmm. What I found interesting about Ellen DeGeneres is it seemed like she was informed on the matter. And when people laughed at yeah. her saying <laughs> it's foreskin from Korean babies, she gives the audience this look that pretty much, in my opinion, says, I'm not fucking joking. Like, yep. that's what she goes. That's what it is. Well, and didn't her wife get um, kind of killed for looking into some of the child trafficking stuff? So what happened she, to her? So she was with Anne Heche years ago, and they were not uh, officially married, I don't think. And Anne Heche did end up dying uh, in a car crash, and there was a lot of stuff going on online about that like yeah weird footage it looked like she was sitting up out of a body bag it was bizarre stuffed her back in (laughs) they did but she was not with Anne Heche at that time she has been married to Portia de Rossi for a long time but here's the other weird thing about Ellen is that in the last couple years like previously to that she was almost like America's sweetheart like Rosie O'Donnell like the queen of nice this whole image and then all of a sudden the tide began to turn on Ellen DeGeneres and people loathe her now I don't even think she has a show anymore because her reputation tanked and i think part of that has been because of the weird stuff like the baby foreskin the association that her set looks like epstein island like all kinds of weird stuff so, so the big thing is treating her go ahead staff. right og in that way you were gonna say? say yeah she's an absolute fucking cunt i mean like <laughs> it had been rumored that she was a bitch for years but it really came out I think she was accused of actually physical assault against her subordinates. If I'm not mistaken. I think that was kind of the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, I, j- I just wanted to point out, Mike, I, I see where you're sort of going with all this. And I was just looking up, um, does blue light lower testosterone? Just to see. Um, error 404. Can't find that one. It's not on the Wayback Machine either. Really? Uh, and the other one I was looking up was, does blue light disrupt hormones? Sorry, the page you are looking for could not be found. Beep. I've got a little bit of insight. Uh, let me just go ahead and tell you, uh, you do not want to be around anything that is UV. Like, if you don't want to have kids and you can get around a UV lamp, just pull your pants down and just stick your shit in it for a few minutes. You're not going to have kids because UV light like mutates your cells. It doesn't kill anything. It just sterilizes. Well, but I would say that's probably certain um, a certain part of the spectrum of UV light because I've heard the opposite when it comes to sunning your testicles. Like getting direct sunlight on your scrotum apparently boosts testosterone like a ton. If you can do it first thing in the morning or in the evening um, when you're getting more of the infrared light, the infrared light is what's supposed to be really good for you. But yeah, in general, gonna, I like to think that the sun is pretty healthy to be in. We're going to get into that girl that was sunning her asshole. God, can you imagine how bad it would be if you burnt your asshole or your gooch? <laughs> yeah. That has to be like, sunburn. Like, 
you know how bad it is if like your legs or something chafe. Just imagine that's got to be awful. Yeah, you'd be itching it all day long. Yeah, it's taint tanning. <laughs> so you know, if I can like bring it back around again, right? Um, I saw this thing on Twitter X, uh, whatever the fuck, where it was like it, to me, it read like pure propaganda. They had this picture of like a bad looking Israeli soldier chick, right? And it's like, this is Colonel so-and-so or whatever. And um, her, her village was attacked by Hamas and she and one other soldier single-handedly like fought off the, the terrorists and called in the airstrikes and called in the reinforcements. And it just read like the ghost of Kiev narrative. You know what I'm saying? And all they had was this photo. Like I saw no video and I'm like, eh, this this smells like propaganda. And, you know, so I, I, I was immediately skeptical about it. And then the other day I was listening to the propaganda report with our good friend, Brad Binkley. And I think he found a clip of a real example of a badass Israeli chick, not the same one, mind you, but one who is actually willing to, speak the truth did y'all listen to this episode by chance i did yeah i did not <laughs> so this this clip i found incredibly illuminating and i've heard a few sort of bits of corroborating evidence to this story since um now it's very very hard to discern what's real and what's not coming out of israel right now but this to me felt true um, I'll play it and then we'll we'll see what y'all think. With that said, there are many who are suspicious of so you have that angle of it. And you also have the angle of the suspicion about the surprise attack narrative. I'm one of the people who's suspicious about that. And I I was suspicious about 9-11 in, in the same way. Now, just because you're suspicious of something doesn't mean that you definitely believe that somebody on the inside knew that it was going to happen and allowed it to happen. It just means that it looks suspicious based on the facts that are readily available and that it should be investigated. Maybe it was a surprise attack. Maybe it absolutely was. And evidence can show that. But when the country who was surprised is touted as being on the cutting edge of surveillance, that they'd like be alerted if a cat came near its wall or something like that. I think that's what a former soldier said. Then, you want to know how they got so surprised like that, how they got ambushed. Either their surveillance isn't as world-class as everyone claims it is, or there's another explanation to that. And look, investigating how this happened doesn't by any means absolve uh, Hamas uh, of what they did. What they did was awful, okay? It was awful. But don't you want to know? Don't you want to know if someone uh, lended them an, a hand on the other side? I mean, we all certainly wanted to know after 9-11 anyway and just to give you an idea of the type of surveillance why people question because it, it's not a position to question it okay and this is why the israeli military well i should i should start here this is from a november 2021 article and it is from the washington post and so anything with the washington post you want to question very very critically so i'm just going to tell you what what it said the program the existence of it is acknowledged 
by the Israeli military in an online brochure. And the details of it, though, were the Washington Post by what it says, quote, recent Israeli soldiers, which is a little weird thing to say. But here's what the article says. The Israeli military has apparently uh, has been conducting a surveillance program in the past few years to monitor Palestinians, a program that has integrated facial recognition with a growing network of cameras and smartphones and CCTV cameras that they already had set up. The surveillance initiative rolled out over the past two years involves in part a smartphone technology called Blue Wolf that captures photos of Palestinians' faces and matches them to a database of images so extensive that one former soldier described it as the Army's secret Facebook of Palestinians. The phone app flashes in different colors to alert soldiers that is to be detained, arrested, or left alone. In addition to Blue Wolf, the Israeli military has installed face scanning cameras in the uh, city of Hebron to help soldiers at checkpoints identify Palestinians even before they present their ID cards. A wider network of closed-circuit television cameras dubbed the Hebron Smart City provides a real-time monitoring of the city's population. And one former soldier said it can be can see into private homes. It, it looks, are, are there ways around stuff like that? Of course there is. You can still surprise people because these technologies are not foolproof. People seem tend to think they are, but I don't think that they are. And people can be very savvy when they know that they're being watched. They can go underground which I'm sure they did. They can use disguises. It's not out of the question that they were surprised by this, but it also, there's enough information. It's known that you're an investigation and you're not a crazy conspiracy theorist for asking that. And you're also not siding with one side or the other. You can accuse both sides of, of wrongdoing if it is found that someone knew and allowed it to happen. Okay. Finally, I'm going to end on this. This is, I'm going to play the whole thing to see so you hear it. Questions are being raised, as we just discussed, about how the renowned Israeli intelligence services were caught so off guard. We're joined now by Efrat Fenningson, who's an Israeli independent journalist and joins us now. Efrat, so good to see you. I'm so sorry about the circumstances under which we are talking. So tell us about Saturday morning. You wake up. It was a public holiday, I believe, in Israel. What happened? Right, so... Sunday, uh, sorry, Saturday morning, 6 a.m. with sunrise, sirens are going off, rockets start to go off uh, around the center of Israel, which is not. Okay, I'm pausing real quick. We're having reports of a little bit of in and out with the internet. What do you guys say? Is it working? Uh, it's just it's not glitching that a little. Bad. Yeah, I just wanted to know. Okay. I just wanted to know because I was going to go back out and come back in if it was just me. That's all. No, it's not you. I think it's on my end. Like I said, I keep getting this little notice. It, it's like the internet is doing good for a few minutes and then it's oh, kind of okay. being weird. So, all right, I'll play on. Hopefully it goes well. Um, bear with okay. me. Usual at all. And then we wake up to the news of what's happening around the Gaza envelope villages. We hear of multiple breaches of the border fence which is very strange, and I'll talk about that in a minute. And then we start hearing about people that are locked inside their shelter in the Gaza Envelope villages for hours and hours without any help coming. And this is very unusual. The army is not doing anything. The police is not there. There are no defense enforcement powers on the ground to help the people who are stuck. Uh, we're starting to hear about the music festival. 5,000 people in this music festival. The side scenes from there are 
horrifying young adults are being ambushed and slaughtered. We're starting to see um, a lot of videos coming out and people are sharing uh, footage from the ground, which is very gory. Um, many of them were captured, tortured. We know some young women that were raped even and later taken hostage. Many of these young adults are still missing and their families are going crazy. Uh, people were stuck in their shelters. Terrorists, the Hamas terrorists, were burning down houses in order to get those people to come out and then capture them. So, uh, And we know that the uh, forces did not arrive sometimes eight to nine hours later, and in some cases, even 12 to 24 hours later. So people were really blocked in their houses, which is crazy. Now, I just want to say, I, I'm always on the side of the citizens, of the humans, the side of truth and facts. And it's, it's very unpleasant to me to ask all these questions. But I served in the intelligence forces 25 years ago as a soldier. And I know the security drills. I know the layers of defense that we have. Uh, we're, I know the spreading of the forces that we're supposed to have on the ground. And nothing worked according to what I know, to what everyone that serves in the army knows, and it's most of the people in Israel. So you really don't have to be an expert on that. You just have to serve in the army to see how things work. And this was 25 years ago. Today, we have the most high-tech army in the world. We have all the top-notch technology. We have the the most advanced weaponry systems. We have sensors all around this gate. If a hacked Mm. forces are being alerted in order to go there and check what happened. I just want to say that yesterday, a Hamas soldier, a terrorist that was caught by the Israeli forces, he was quoted saying in his investigation, we prepared for over a year. That's mm. what he said. The demonstrations in Israel encouraged us. I don't know how true that is. It's mm. been five hours till Israel started shooting at us. We were set up with a thousand soldiers. We created 15 breaches in the border fence. We were surprised and shocked that the IDF is not waiting for us. And this is crazy that the IDF was, was not prepared for this. And we also know that Hamas has released video footage about three weeks ago of their exact plan and on how they're going to penetrate and attack Israel. Mm -hmm. And we need to ask ourselves... How come this, this able to huge surprise attack is happening, even bigger than the Yom Kippur War, I would say? If what she says is true, that is, that is crazy. And I hate asking these questions too, especially when people jump down your throat just for asking the type of questions that seemed normal to ask after 9-11, which does not absolve anybody of any blame for what happened, okay? It just opens the door to maybe there's a little bit more going on than meets the eye. And I, I hope and I pray that they are able to save the people who've been ta taken hostage. I mean, this whole thing is just, it, it's terrible at every way you look at it. All right, I'm cutting it there. That's pretty much the end. Um, shout out to Brad Binkley, Propaganda Report. I'm also going to shout out Samuel Urban of uh, the Illegitimate Scholar podcast. His episode about this whole quagmire is very well reasoned. Um, you know, I think we're all in agreement here that we are anti-war. Um, and this is just awful. 
either which way you slice it, even if it's not totally chock full of propaganda, like we suspect it is for good reason. I'll, I'll add, um, it just sucks for the people that are actually there. It sucks for us because now we're all in this like global conflict, it seems. And um, there were a few good points made in our private chat here as that played. Um, basically, like this all, all of this shit, the, the music festival, the raped girl, um, all of this information that got kind of shoved down our throats is awfully convenient if your goal is to justify genocide against Palestinians. And and it's a terrible, vicious cycle. Like, I, third shout out. I'm sorry, I'll hand over the mic in a sec. But me and Walt uh, from How I Embrace the Suck, he's been on the show with us a few times here on the forum. Him and I did an episode called The Dehumanization Loop which pretty much says it all. Like when one side dehumanizes the other, it gives the other side a perfectly good reason to dehumanize the first group. And round and around and around we go. And next thing you know, we got a 75-year conflict with no real resolution in sight. And, you know, I'll just point out what um, OG said, or no, Ando, this is just like Uvalde. There was a stand-down ordered. For God knows what reason. Yeah, I think um, also the amount of propaganda serves to muddy the waters. So it's very hard to pick, you know, then they'll, you know, do something really horrible and we'll just go, oh, no, it's just crap. So there's 100%. that. 100%. Yeah. That is such a good point because I am at the point where I, I don't know. I don't believe anything that I'm being told about this situation. Now, what I'm keeping in mind is that I do believe that real people are suffering, but any story that we're hearing about, I don't think that it can be trusted, particularly if it's coming from a corporate news source. Um, so this is, it's really frustrating to see people falling for it and, and just saying like, I literally don't believe anything. I don't want to dismiss real pain and we know that it's coming they're going to bring it to gaza we know that um so it's horrifying but it's also you know as they say the first casualty of war is the truth and not only has war been declared on gaza and the palestinians but we know that war has been declared on us too so we can't tell you know you know heads or tails from the situation of what we're yep. hearing about and the flood of propaganda also serves to desensitize further. Yeah. yeah. And with, as far as the dehumanization goes and the propaganda, like some of the lingo being used in articles and shows is these people aren't even human. They're animals. You know, I've heard that said. So um, that's that's like some of the headline type stuff. Any even. And it's just crazy. Like you're talking about like kids and families and stuff you're talking about the poor people who are just trying to survive you're not talking about like the powerful rich people you know you're just talking yeah. about freaking families <laughs> it's also more divide as well yeah i gotta yeah, ask for sure what's the uh what's the master plan i'm sure somebody's got some some insight into what the, uh, the I, powers that be want this to be i i think this is sloppy um, this whole thing was, um, you know, they needed a catastrophic catalyzing event like a new Pearl Harbor. 
Hey, where have we heard that before? Uh, in the uh, Project for a New American Century um, report where they talked about 9-11 before it happened, basically. Now, they needed something to catalyze the people and the world. Um, and, you know, to use the, the bulldog that they use, which is America, because America fights all their battles for them. We got a couple of battleships headed out there right now. But uh, BB was in trouble. Um, they were they were utilizing methods that they use in color revolutions. Basically, the transhumanists and the uh, and the rabbinicals were basically at each other's throat. Um, I've heard even reports that that people within Israel's military were shooting at each other. Um, that you know, basically, they were on the verge of a revolution, and BB needed to horn it in, and that's that's what's happening here. Um, or at least that's what I think is happening here. I, I don't, you know, I don't know exactly what goes on with BB, but I also know that these people are ruthless and uh, and the casualties don't matter to them. I've, I've been hearing there's a lot of Israelis in the streets calling for Netanyahu to be removed from office. Good. I hope yeah. so. It kind of makes now, sense, Ando, your theory. Yeah. Uh, just a quick question. Who are, so in, in concerning Bibi Netanyahu, who is the rabbinical and who is the, the transhumanist? I'm guessing he would be in the oh, transhuman crowd because he's owned by no, those people. He's more on the, the conservative side. Uh, Yuval Noah Harari is actually the head of their, their transhumanist uh, kind of thing that's happening there. Um, and yeah, a Shut bunch up. of people are behind them. Yeah, and that's funny. And that's funny, the guy that we talk about all the time. But yeah, so you're saying, um, are you saying that BB and uh, Yuval, <laughs> that fucking nerd, um, that they are <laughs> enemies of each other? Uh, basically, but the you know the, the thing it's weird the way that that they operate because you know they they have uh they have goals that they both have you know, and then they then there's just usually they're just fighting over the way to do it the other day i did a an episode with rob brisky from black labs um you guys know rob from the forum here um and uh yeah i i would love y'all to check it out it's on my burn babylon burn channel um and it's always fun talking to rob we we went over yeah. a lot of this stuff fully it's intend to listen it's downloaded and in my queue but i'm way behind on podcasts right now because i've been on yeah. vacation <laughs> So, Ando, you're you're saying that uh, this is all to distract from the uh, massive shitstorm that BB has found himself in for the past couple of years and the rumors of civil war for the past couple of months. Pretty much, yeah. That that it's basically to get everybody all on the same page. You know, hey, unite behind a common enemy, and that that works usually pretty well. I mean, we've so we've seen that work many many times. So and it's how very does this convenient? Sorry, go ahead, OG. I was going to say, how does this figure in with the uh, the real radical Zionist Jews, whatever they are, and the Third Temple? Oh, well, you know, right before it all happened, a bunch of rabbis busted into the Al-Aqsa Temple and started doing Talmudic rituals. So, um, so yeah, there's that. I, I just have the feeling, though, that this is not apocalyptic. I think this uh, this is just dramatic. A group of very dramatic people uh, doing something extremely dramatic um, and and making it seem like it's biblical because that's that's one of the things that sucks in all the Schofield Christians that that you know fetishize the Jew. Yeah, um, on that actual subject, um, when 
Jin and Drew and Ashley and I did a show the other day. We were talking afterwards and um, just sort of relating about how that uh, disaster in Ohio, Palestine, happened and how – Palestine um, – how – it's just very unusual what a place to pick, you know, and also, you know, following that predictive programmy program, whatever it was, uh, movie, series, whatever it was. You're, you're muted, Ando. What was it? Oh, sorry. I, I was talking to myself. I said, who did oh. we lose? Oh, Mike. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. I thought you were saying the name. <laughs> the one that was on uh, Netflix, Stella? I, I have heard that it was, yes. Yeah, so it was, I don't remember the name, remember of, the name it of it either, but, yeah. but kind of like predicting exactly what happened. In exactly what happened yeah. in the actual place who it happened to be called Palestine. Yes. Okay, yes. so we were talking about how that sort of, you know, there was something weird about that, the whole setup, the whole suggestion, the whole kind of pre-setting people up psychologically, you know, the predictive programming type thing, I suppose, in the form of an event rather than a movie, which was a movie. Um, so there's that. And then I'm sort of thinking along the lines of this music festival and what happened recently in Arizona, was it? Um, you know, there was that sort of weird music festival situation which was potentially going to be disastrous or potentially a human sacrifice, but it turned out not to be and it also turned Burning out to man. be very, yeah, propagandised to the hilt because we spoke to... Um, our friend who was actually there and told us more truthful it stories. It seems about like there's happened. a thing with music festivals because um, that was what was going on in um, Nevada. Um, there was that country concert that was going on when... Yes, the mass shooter happened in Las Vegas. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's very interesting to be on this topic because, you know, Travis Scott's show was a whole big deal when he yeah. had Astro World. Mm -hmm. And so it's a mm. whole thing about the. That was a ritual. Um, yes, the ritual, Absolutely. the human sacrifice. And there's definitely, you know, if you've been to a concert, you know that the energy can really be. Mm -hmm. Like yep. something now, sometimes it's a very positive vibe, but sometimes it's really weird. Um, so I definitely think that there's something to that. Yep. And you've got the music playing, you know, I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, there is <laughs> something hypnotic about music and there's particularly the drums um, and also frequencies going through your body. Um, so there is science to all that stuff. So there's that as well. It's just another thing. But um, I, I, I'm not sure how legitimate I don't want to downplay it at all, but I'm it does look like this festival did seem to be legitimate that there was a slaughter. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, does anyone have any sort of thoughts about the legitimacy of that? Is anyone sus about the actual legitimacy? Yes. I'm, I'm not, on the fence. I'm not going to say that people aren't being slaughtered. Uh, I, I definitely do think there's um, too much evidence out there. I mean, we're seeing all kinds of GoPro footage and, um, you know, what is it? As Mia Khalifa said, just make sure that you turn your phone sideways. Um, I think there's a lot of evidence that there is stuff going on. I just, you know, I have a hard time believing stuff like 40 beheaded babies. And, yeah. you know, no. Oh, no. Joe Biden that, said that that really happened, though. Yeah. But, you know, I have a hard time <laughs> believing a lot of that. What I do believe are a lot of the videos of people, you know, getting shot up on, you know, CCTV and, you know, like dash cam footage and stuff like that. Um, I, I don't think there's any doubt that there is stuff like that going on. Is it, you know, as many thousands as they've said, I mean, I thought I heard at one point that they thought there might've been like up to 1200 people dead at the music festival. I think that's gone down to like maybe 620, 
but I mean, you're literally oh, shooting fish in a barrel. I mean, I, I saw some you know, like uh, clips of people like hiding in porta potties, and you know, you could hear their friends being shot. And, you know. They were, yeah, they they were apparently walk. Well, it was apparently which, um, which at this long, point, just shooting every yeah. porta potty. Yeah, I just I don't understand how anybody can be like anti-gun. Like, okay, you know, if it's not the government that's going to kill you, it's it's going to be crazy fucking people or extremists or you know. I, I just don't see how there's any argument at this point to be, you know, um, anti-gun, you know, or, you know, just how anybody can not be pro-freedom after you see shit like this happen. Stay strapped, y'all. <laughs> That's um, true. But I've, I've got to admit, I haven't seen anything, any footage come out of that festival that could actually i mean you know maybe the worst stuff isn't being shown if it's real but it's all like it could have easily been set up is all i'm saying and again not to try to deflate any possible real they've, they've showed a lot of really terrible stuff so i don't yeah, know yeah there's some there's some footage from yeah, the okay. air uh so it's quite possible see. it's a big human sacrifice yeah yeah well I, I do think it's a little strange that it got moved i mean i'm sure there's some reason uh who knows what it is but it's just it's kind of strange that you see people coming in and fucking gliders. I mean, you know, Correct. If, if you were going to make a fucking meme of anything, I mean, come on now. I'm like, it's just not a believable story. So you're telling me that this has some of the best quotes, best surveillance for a country. And these fucking people coming in on like motorized balloons are able to come in and kill 1200 people that just also happened to be created by Israel, that's admitted? Yeah, it's that weird. part with the paratroopers, that seemed pretty, like, set up and yes. staged. And was that whole... at the music festival, the paratroopers? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Okay. It was, like, hand gliders, like, literal, like, like f fucking, they flew kites in there. I mean, <laughs> so stupid. And then the other thing, we hear about the number, uh, uh, 1,200 people have been slaughtered. And yet, I heard a stat the other day that there's like maybe up to 1,000 children still missing in Hawaii. But that's not all over the fucking news. That's It's old news, Ashley. Nobody cares about you know, Hawaiian babies. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Ashley, because yeah, yeah, that and like, well, the East Palestine thing in Ohio. Like, mm -hmm. what's the follow-up? I don't know how those people exactly. are doing, but I'm very curious yeah. yeah, I mean, that was all really, really major stuff. And it's like, poof, comes and goes, flash in the pan. Next. I mean, this is more of the desensitization, of course. That's what they're doing to us. But back to what Ando, or, yeah, what Ando was saying um, about it being convenient for Benjamin Netanyahu. It's convenient for America and the EU as well, because we've gotten ourselves in this quagmire of fucking Ukraine. I mean, I've, I've got a feeling that it's it doesn't have much more to do with anything except how many bullets can we sell? Well, Zelensky and... did say that there were going to be major consequences if money stopped flowing. Mm. What's that? Is that a threat? Like, fuck you, asshole. Yeah. I actually, I talked to someone who works in the, manu the military manufacturing um arena recently and he said they're making stuff they haven't made in 40 years 
And that speaks to like the animalistic sort of dehumanizing nature of this whole thing. Like they're fighting it like World War One. They could be using drones and like doing actual targeted attacks, but instead it's all human sacrifice stuff. You're muted, Mike. Mike, Mike, you're Mike. Say, I was gonna say we uh we're gonna carpet bomb you instead of using our tactical, you know, bunker busters. We're gonna we're gonna use white phosphorus instead of like surgical, you know, attacks. It's it's kind of fucking crazy. You know, what I found really um you know, I obviously cut out there for a while, so I don't know what was discussed, but that that report from uh, Binkley, that clip, what I found compelling about her story is that she was it sounded like she was genuinely astonished that it took so long to get troops on the ground. Having been in the IDF, you know, again, I I'm willing to trust a former IDF soldier a whole hell of a lot more than a current IDF soldier in terms of their story. But she, her tone to me felt authentic. She was flabbergasted. She could not understand why in the hell it took so long. Yeah, and I do think that we were talking about what was the point of all this? Was it to sell more, you know, to prop up the military industrial complex uh, because Ukraine is losing support? I think that's part of it. Is it to um, continue the march towards the Great Reset? I think that's part of it. Um, you know, people were discussing the fact that after, obviously we know that the Patriot Act was ready to rock and roll after 9-11. Now this huge crime happens, but we know who did it right away. And we better get ready for war. And we also better get ready to crack down on your freedom. And we know that the Patriot Act was never rescinded and that we've been suffering under that ever since. So people are calling this Patriot Act 2.0 because what it does is to continue to push and you know tighten the screws of that particular agenda which we know must be met in the march toward agenda 2030 great reset whatever you want to call it so i think it's like stella and i say all the time multifaceted it need it's like so many bullet points that they are wanting to hit in you know in their path Yeah, I think this is uh, is a real big key to uh, to 2030. Um, I've I've been hearing talk that they're trying to uh, reinstate the draft in the United States. By the way, I'm getting some interference. Uh, I don't know who it who it is, but I'm hearing it sounds like another show playing in the background. Maybe I don't know, but anyway, yeah, I think this is very important for Agenda 2030, though, and that's why it's playing out now. Well, they knew something was going to happen, right? I mean, you, you look at the damn congressional trades, all the people that were buying, uh, you know, military defense uh, contractor stocks. I mean, every time something big's going to happen, you can track the trades. Absolutely. I just heard a rumor about Pelosi buying uh, buying a bunch of stock in a company that has uh has medicine that treats radiation sickness. So, I mean, it, that's just something I, I saw on, on X Twitter, but yeah, you know, yeah. like it sounds, it, it's definitely her MO. I mean, hell yeah, it is. That's what she did with, um, when she went to South Korea, was it? And invested in the microchip industry or some, some did some deal. I mean, Egypt warned them, right? Egypt. I mean, the U S knew there was going to be an attack and warned them, you know,
Well, I don't know. I don't know if there's much else to uh, add to this. I guess I don't want to cut us off, but I know Ando, you said something about Africa. I don't know the first thing about what you were going to bring to the table there, but we could maybe. I, I think we to. we should do that another time. Um, because okay. I. I kind of had like a point by point thing that I wanted to do, but um, I got distracted. Um. <laughs> can, I, can I just finish with this little thing that I was mm-hmm. well, little thing? Huh? I was listening to a podcast um, the other day. I, I, I wrote this down. I mean, it, maybe it's old news to you guys, but anyway, this was a quote. Israel tends to do a summer carpet bombing of Gaza regularly. They refer to it as mowing the lawn. How's that for dehumanizing? Yeah, wow. that They've- really got... That got to me, that one. <laughs> Apparently, their soldiers wear T-shirts that have a silhouette of a pregnant woman, and it says, one shot, two kills. Ooh. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. That's Anybody evil. that thinks they're the good guys, that there are any good guys here is mistaken. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is an yes. operation. Wh- whoever, the enemy, whoever they tell you the enemy is, that's probably not who it is. Well, yeah, the other direction. At least use your critical thinking. Sorry, Stop. go ahead. No, you're right. Um, uh, and let's not forget that Iran is uh, the last on the list of the seven countries uh, that need Wesley to be Clark. annihilated in five years. What was the name? Wesley Clark's Wesley. Uh, list of seven. Yeah. Wesley um, Clark, Iran's yeah. on that list. Yeah. Every well, other country we've gotten to. That's something that Benjamin mm-hmm. Netanyahu has really wanted to happen for a very long time. Like Iran's number one on his list that America should fight. Now, here's the here's something interesting, because I have heard some people speculate that Iran is already compromised and that would even include Monica Perez. And I wouldn't be surprised by that. So that would make me think that it would it would be solely to make uh, the pal or excuse me, to make the Iranian people suffer and feel the effects of war and the rest of the world know that the Middle East has continued to be destabilized. And I, I do think there is something psychologically harmful, even if you are not participating in the war to know that World War Three is happening. Yeah, uh, that that's the whole thing that they talked about doing with this Russian war is they wanted basically they wanted to make the russians suffer so much that they overthrew putin that's you know that's that's the this is a new strategy that doesn't work obviously what actually and and uh, that's a good point because wasn't it just a year or two that you were hearing that uh, iran was going to have another revolution and there were riots in the streets and you know, it was all because of what some female protester that got killed. And then what was it, 2007 or eight, when they had another big series of demonstrations where we thought the Iranian government was going to be destabilized and overthrown? Yes. And it was, a, you know, women are removing their burqas or um, that kind of stuff. And it was also kind of tying in like the very destabilizing feminism type movement there. Hey, yeah. Ashley, I, I, I just want to say, I think you might have like a um, headphone cable rubbing on your boom mic or something. I, I keep hearing mic mm. noises coming from mm. you. I wonder if I'm hitting it. Yeah, you might I just be pumping it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, sometimes you got your lead sort of rubbing against it or something. It's maybe. Got John C. Dvorak over there. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm, I'm actually Adam Curry's the one that bitches at John C. about it. And guess what, motherfuckers? Adam Curry's coming to Indianapolis December 4th. I'm going to shake that man's hand and I'm looking forward to it. And I might even try to get him on the mic saying, 
I thought about this. I'm like, how cool would it be to get Adam Curry saying, this is Adam Curry, and you are listening to the WTF Forum. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get him on the show? <laughs> that would be really cool, but we're, uh, you know, we're punching up. You don't now. ask, you don't get. True, true. <laughs> it's my philosophy. Yeah. And Big Perm, uh, our buddy Big Perm on the podcast and the Discord, he would be really, really happy about that. He's a big, very big fan, too. Yep, and... If you can't get them, somebody on for like these shows go a long time. If you can't get them on for the full three hour experience, you can at least get them on for 20, 30. You know, I'm hoping I get the chance to talk to him for a few minutes. It might be the kind of thing where he's just getting like assaulted by everybody mm-hmm. all at once. Um, so I'm hoping I can weasel in there. But I just think he'd probably get a kick out of the idea of the forum being a decentralized podcast uh, because he's all about podcasting as being sort of the solution right like a a uh, system of communication that cannot be fucked with right Mm. so i think he'd like the idea the concept of one that is not you know dedicated to any one rss feed i think that would tickle him pink i'm I'm in a 25 person chat with him on telegram but i think i'd be crossing a boundary to direct message him (laughs) who's to say when are you seeing him December 4th. Uh, he, oh, there's plenty of time. You should get a T-shirt printed and give it to him. <laughs> a WTF form T-shirt. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I can do one for you yeah, if you, you like. Should, yeah. You should do like TLE and go crash it with like some WTF form stuff. Yeah, right. The, um, what do they call it? Little, little. Little mall. Little mall. That's been hilarious to keep up with. <laughs> but, you know, that's I'm their earth been doing some awesome stuff on little amal oh my gosh yeah Yeah, that's their beat i don't want to step on their beat but that is that is actually pretty good wtf material maybe we should do a little amal like recap when it's all done we need to get bird in here that i mean we've had we've had a moment with bird but we should have bird in on the stage so yeah so well we got any of y'all out there no bird tell bird to come on the show and we'll talk about how birds aren't real and we got drive bird. him up the wall. <laughs> we, we got we got Bird and Pete Quinones on the forum, but that was at Childerberg, and I I don't hardly remember it. I was so fucked up, y'all. I was I was gone. Not my finest work by any means. Ando kind of held that one together. I'm gonna give all the credit. I, I don't want credit because because uh, I think it was kind of a mess. It was a huge <laughs> mess. But Rob, Rob and me were were working the technical side of everything, and uh, and then just you know the whole revolving door. But it, tech, it it was it was a mess, and it was a lot of mic cord in in my little uh, clamping tent. But it was it was yeah. a damn good time, and I I was really you know man, you know I got of- to hang out with somebody from Childerberg today, and it's just yeah. like that. It's a great event. It was a bunch of sweaty, sweaty dudes in a tent trying to make a podcast, and you get what you get. <laughs> well, the nice thing is that everyone in there had at least showered in the last 24 hours. Uh, we can't say that some of the campers had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was there was one or two stinky kids in the, in the tent that day. But... You know, you could probably make good money selling dude wipes there. True patchouli yeah yeah well do we have do we have any more thoughts here i'm not trying to like rush us um but 
I was just going to quickly point out, I just had a look at the music festival. The latest um, death numbers seem to be 260. And uh, just looking at this Middle East, what is it? Oh, New York Times, okay. Israel Music Festival Massacre. And uh, the <laughs> the guy who wrote it, uh, Roger Cohen, he's been at the Times for 33 years. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Do you just uh, control F and type in 33? To that article? Uh, to every article you read. No, they just stand out. <laughs> they stand out like dog's balls, man. Because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. <clears throat> dog's balls. I, I would think rodent's balls would be the, the most standout. Have you all ever seen a male rat just the way it, like, trips over its balls as it scurries? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not noticed that. <laughs> they have I'm massive nuts. Rats. I, I want to <laughs> yeah. see that. <laughs> it's true. Or maybe I don't. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you sure you want to see that? Stella? Yeah, not really. It's definitely not on mass anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. okay. So I'm the only other topic I had in mind, and you know, we 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 can always throw some other shit out there. But I've got a couple clips of YouTube pranksters getting exactly what they deserve. Should we should we move into that? What do you think? Or anybody else have anything they wanted to bring up? One really quick thing, uh, back to the Israel situation. I, ever since I have been on social media, I don't know that I have ever seen a more toxic environment than it is right now. And I mean, that's even COVID stuff. Like it's really very, very bad out there. It's very toxic. And there's a lot of people that you, there that you had overlapping, uh, you know, agreement with, they saw through COVID, they saw through warp speed, they saw through Ukraine, everything. And this was like, it triggered their, uh, their MK ultra programming. And then they're all, you know, standing with Israel here. And then the war pigs are out in full force. And I'm telling you people that I don't follow like that fucking bitch, Megan McCain is nonstop warmongering in my feed. Normally, I try to just keep scrolling by these motherfuckers, but I'm like, why are you here? War pig, get out of here. Like father, like daughter, war pig. Nobody cares what the fuck you have to say. But so it's being stoked. It's being promoted. These people that are just begging for World War Three. It's fucking disgusting. Mm -hmm. Laura Loomer, Ben Shapiro. Yes. Uh, what's ben funny is, yeah. Yeah, uh, these Are people you, suck. I mean, it, yeah. and, and Shapiro seeing, literally said, "If you're advocating for peace, you're the bad guy. You're on the side of the terrorists." I, yeah. I almost, I thought about bringing a Ben Shapiro clip, but I just cannot stand his voice. Yeah, it is the worst. Thank you, thank you. Fuck I'm that glad I'm not the only one. I appreciate yeah. that, Mike. <sighs> Fuck that guy. And, uh, I bet you can't said, hear him on times too. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, OG said, "What about Ipatch McCain?" Yes, <laughs> Crenshaw is. Uh, of course, he has a boner for war. Um, yes, Jordan Peterson has a boner for Bibi Netanyahu, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say what <laughs> what Ando no, said in the chat. His new name. His new name is Juden Peterstein. <laughs> yeah, it, that's been everywhere. Ando's not alone in, in that one. There's everybody's saying. No, I I wish I made that up. Yeah. But, I, was, yeah. It, was it Pop Lobster that did that? I don't I don't even think it was him. But I uh, it was nine mil FMG. 
It was. It was nine mil, I believe. Yep. Okay. So what's the uh, deal with yeah. uh, Peterson's? Is he like writing everything in fucking haiku or or what? I mean, yeah. It's, it, um, am I the only one that's confused? His drugs, I we, man. I think we saw the best of Jordan yeah. Peterson about I don't know seven years ago, and before been... he went off to uh, retraining, you know, before he got reeducated, <laughs> and now, yeah, um, Owen Benjamin is trolling him now. He's just like, hey, why don't you get off meth, and then maybe we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Russia to get off meth, I believe, didn't he? Well, it was uh, benzo, benzo was his addiction. So I guess mm, Owen is mm. saying that he's on meth now to uh, try to battle whatever that uh, is benzo addiction. Yeah. Didn't didn't Hillary Clinton or somebody recently say something about like we need to reeducate these people if they're not on our side when it comes to this conflict? Was that Hillary? Yeah, or... I wonder if Jordan Peterson's whole thing was a bit of a reeducation camp. It seems like sometimes sure. these people who get real popular and influential, they go away for a while and come back kind of different. Dave Chappelle's yes. another example. Yeah. For sure. Now, I will say that Jordan Peterson has some relative uh, who is like associate. I feel like it's a brother-in-law or something like that that's associated with one of the big club organizations. So I don't think he was ever legit. I think he was a psyop from the start. But perhaps something like this is to um, – to plant that idea in our head like oh i thought this guy was on our side or you know i don't know uh, i was gonna say something and i think <laughs> i think forgotten jp has helped a lot of people like a lot of guys have definitely improved their lives by um reading clean him. your bloody room okay yeah, yeah exactly all that <laughs> shit. but but yeah i mean he was never perfect for sure now we we saw him lose his uh, shit a couple times. I mean, it's like, yeah, I don't know if he should be trusted because he clearly has his coherent moments and his incoherent moments. But this is this is the clip that I heard recently um, with Hillary Clinton saying we need to like reeducate these people. Actually, the words she uses is formal deprogramming of Trump cult members. Let's play this. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump. He's only in it for himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. Yeah, that's a little disconcerting. She also went on to say Wag of the Dog, which is really funny because it was a movie that was based off of him, off of uh, Bill Clinton. Um, I just wanted to say, I think it sort of works in here. Um, I was looking at the WEF, oh, looking, I think it was a WEF site the other day. Anyway, I was reading about their programs that they run. Uh, it's not the Young Global Leaders, but it was the Global Leaders something or other. Just going off memory here, um, 2012, this thing, program started. And from what I was reading, uh, it seems that you do this sort of program and you go out and do your, you know, do your leading and stuff. And then every so often, which is random, uh, you go back and do like a 10-day refresher or I don't know if you want to call it reprogram probably. Uh, and it sort of worked into my questioning that I've had over the COVID period particularly, about some of these leaders that, you know, apparently they catch COVID and you don't see them for a couple of weeks. Uh, 
Um, it seemed to happen to every single one of them. All the prime ministers, uh, a lot of the uh, premiers or, the, or whatever your guys are, the state heads, um, it seemed to happen to a lot of them, I noticed. And when I read that, it kind of slotted into place for me. It's just a hypothetical conclusion. But um, I thought that was interesting. So who knows? Maybe they are going off for reprogramming regularly. Keep it fresh. Hey, it's possible. Yeah, that's interesting. A lot of the time when I've seen that stuff happen, I think they're trying to get out of the limelight for a little bit. <laughs> but yeah that spend I more mean, time with family why, right yeah why not um why <laughs> yeah. not get Eight something boat. else done while you're at it right <laughs> yeah i uh i think some of the perks are you don't really get to have much time off or spend time with family i think a lot of it is you're doing this and then you're getting reprogrammed <laughs> i don't know just uh just a thought now can we move on yeah, you know, I did a quick search. Uh, <laughs> I, I searched in YouTube, Ben Shapiro annoying, and I'm not even going to, I'm not going to subject us to it. But <laughs> I'm sure you got I mean, a, a cornucopia of, of things. Well, no, not really, because YouTube seems to like Ben Shapiro for some reason. Um, yeah, because he's <laughs> Mossad and yeah, the other thing. Yeah. Uh, I did want to say that OG said he needs to jump soon, so he wants to go ahead and cover the YouTube prankster. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, there's, I have two of them, okay? Uh, the first one is a guy who got arrested recently in Japan, and he goes by uh, Johnny Sumali. Have you guys heard of this guy? Yeah, we covered him back a few forums ago. About everywhere he goes in Japan, they beat the fuck out of him. Did we cover this? Maybe it was yeah. a forum I was not on. Or I was no, just really it, There's no such thing. It. There's been a couple that I have not been on. but Because he's been doing this for like, what, four or five months over there? Yeah, because he's been doing he, it for like, a while. Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and then like literally they beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. Um, he's basically just an asshole, and he got what he, what he deserved. So I'm going to play at least a little bit of this, and then we'll get to the... Uh, I guess, uh, how do I say, the the home run in terms of dealing with YouTube pranksters. Before getting his face-to-face -face meet with the street, banned and then unbanned on kick, a stream from August 30th is found of him trespassing into a Japanese construction site. All right, Chad, what did I get myself into? He's saying, Ooh, Fukushima, Fukushima. So now he just got rolled on by 10 Japanese coppers. Why did Unmarked Car? How many cops is this? Yo, what is this? Who are these guys? They're all still wearing masks. And after he was taken into custody, it looks like he actually live streamed the police looking through his still unlocked phone. 
ジョニー・ソマリの名前で迷惑 SNK News's post is in Japanese, but roughly translates into calling him a nuisance broadcaster being arrested for breaking into a construction site where trespassing in Japan can result in three years in prison and or a fine of 100,000 yen, which is about $600 US. But more importantly, Japan has a 99.8% conviction rate. Right, I'm going to pause right there. So I was talking to a guy I know who lived in Japan for a while. And、uh, he was telling me how he's got an expat friend who runs a brewery in Hong Kong. And or,、uh, would it be Hong Kong or that's China? And my, I'm, I'm confused. But somewhere in Japan, this dude runs a brewery and supposedly he grew some pot like in the brewery, which is pretty smart because hops and cannabis actually are very closely related. And the two smells can easily be confused. But that is ballsy as shit to grow pot in Japan. You can go to jail for a very, very long time. And like this says, they have a 99.8% conviction rate. Now, this dumb fuck went to Japan and was a dick to people for months and months. He got beat up more than once, usually by、uh, other foreigners, not even Japanese people. And, you know, You can extrapolate what you will from that. Japanese folks, I don't think, are terribly,、um, what's the word?、Um, confrontational people. Not since 1945. <laughs> Thank you, OG. <laughs> But yeah, so he got arrested for trespassing in this fucking in this,、uh, construction zone. And they're, I mean, they're throwing the book at him. But what I found really kind of interesting was when he's getting arrested, he's like, yo, 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 like, call the embassy, dude, call the embassy. Like, nah, dude, fuck you. Like, you're not getting bailed out of this one. Like, you're a dick. I mean, any thoughts at this point? I'm, I'm, you know, this guy kind of sucks in general. Um, <laughs> so, I don't really care to cover him it's, much. It's kind of genius but... that he managed to keep his phone streaming to the internet while、right. they were searching through it and everything. Right. You know, the, the, next, the next guy I've got is way more interesting in that、um, he actually gets shot. <laughs> and this happened in America. So, this is、uh, a little more close to home. But have you guys heard of Tanner Cook? He goes by,、um, what is it? Something goons, un- underground goons, or something. Is he the explorer guy? No, he's just a YouTube prankster, but he's not a, he's not a good prankster. He's just a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a goofy looking fuck. I mean, real awkward.、Uh, and it's、yeah. not even funny what he does. Like, I don't know if you have the clip of his, his,、uh, I think it's his mother yep, talking yep. about he didn't expect it for him to be shot. Yep. Yep. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> play this. Like this sounds good. Yeah, this is good shit.、Um, and, you know, his dad has come out like in his defense. Like, this is a typical spoiled little shit. Okay. A jury reaches a verdict in a shooting case involving a YouTube prankster in Loudoun County. You might remember this. Our Matthew Torres has been following this since it happened. He joins us live outside of the courthouse with a verdict and reaction. Matthew. Well, Zoe, we know this was not going to be an easy case, especially knowing how quickly and what kind of 
questions the jury were asking uh, during their deliberation. And ever since we first broke this story months ago in April that the victim, 21-year-old Tanner Cook, was a YouTube prankster recording a video for his channel, this story really got a lot of attention from people across the country. So about an hour ago now, the jury found the defendant, Alan Coley, not guilty of aggravated malicious wounding and the use of firearm for aggravated malicious wounding. What they did find him guilty for is the unlawful discharge of a firearm in a dwelling. As you might remember, in early April, there was that shooting inside Dulles Center Mall. We watched the video as Tanner Cook approached the defendant, Alan Coley, as he was picking up food for DoorDash. And there was that interaction where he heard Coley telling him to stop before kind of turning his body pulling out his gun and shooting him in the stomach area. And he claims self-defense. Obviously, this was not the verdict Tanner Cook and his mother were hoping for. But we did catch up with them soon after this verdict came down. Here's what they had to say. At the end of the day, you know, we respect what the jury says. Um, and my family and I are just grateful and thankful that I have my son here. And nothing else matters right now. And that's that's it. I want to thank the prosecutors, the Commonwealth prosecutors, uh, Miss Jones and uh, um, Eden Holmes. They did an outstanding job presenting this case and we couldn't have had it any better. And regardless of the outcome, you know, the jury's the jury and we totally respect how our law plays out. And this was the outcome today. And we respect that. OK, fuck this mother. Fuck Holy this son. Shit. Fuck the dad. This kid is look at him. He's so satisfied with himself. He he's just a little shit face, little fuck. And he thinks he can do whatever he wants and get away with it. And he somebody said no. And did they show I was kind of searching for some stuff? Did they actually show the video of the incident? I don't think they did. They they don't have the one on YouTube. Uh you may have to go to Twitter, uh, or you may have to do a couple of YouTube searches. I just want to say this is once again, uh, a consequence of people not realizing that the internet is a real place or is not a real place. People in real life will beat the fuck out of you for no reason. Mm -hmm. They will shoot you. They will stab you. They will, you know, spit, kick, hit you um, for for being a dick. Like you can't just sit behind a screen all day. Uh, also, this is a violation of don't do stupid shit with stupid people in stupid places. Yep. Totally. <laughs> you know, I've got this other video of a self-defense instructor kind of breaking it down, which is he takes a very reasonable stance. I actually kind of disagree with him. He basically is making the claim that it is not a justifiable case of self-defense shooting. Um, but long story short, if some big motherfucker was getting up in my face and acting deranged and would not leave me alone when I expressly said, leave me alone. I might pull out my gun and shoot too. The The problem is, okay, and take this or leave it. This is not legal advice. <laughs> what I've come to understand is if you are involved in a self-defense shooting, empty your clip and make sure the motherfucker is dead. Otherwise, you cannot really claim that you truly felt in fear for your life. Because if you leave the guy breathing, you must not have been that afraid. Does that halfway make sense? Yes. Yeah. 
I, I'd like to say, you know, there's all kinds of issues, both with, you know, disparity of force and, you know, state laws. Uh, I personally do not think this was a good shooting. That's just yeah. me. Um, but, you know, I, I, at this point in my life, there's a lot of things that I don't think I would be willing to either pull out a gun on someone for or shoot them for. And getting followed around the mall with a fucking camera in my face is definitely not one of them. Sure, sure. No, I mean, go ahead, Stella. I just wanted to throw a little small spanner in. Are we sure it's legit? (laughs) Because this is real. This is very real. Yeah. Yeah. How can you be sure? Well, because you saw it on telly. Well, but there's been a lot of coverage of it and like all sides are telling the same story. I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't see this as being fabricated. Um, And you're right, OG. Like this is not really a justified shooting i guess i'm just making the point where if a big motherfucker is following you around and won't leave you alone it is a gray area it's a gray area like you don't know what's going on in this crazy person's head he's he's literally following you he's in your personal space you've asked him to leave you alone multiple times you've tried to retreat and he's continuing to follow you i can see why somebody would be afraid Right. Well, yeah. How do, you, how do you know that For this sure. guy is not getting ready to stab you or pull a gun on you? We, we well, don't know that. And if it had been a female, that's even more scary because of the strength differential, right? True. true. Yeah. I mean, you can shoot a whole lot more people than I can. You know, you've got to factor in disparity of force, training. You know, there's all kinds of things. It just, it's at the end of the day, it's down to what you can prove. And once again, he got off on shooting the guy. Yeah, he still has charges and faces up to two years. Well, this guy, this you can be perfectly right and you know morally right, ethically right, and still be legally wrong. Sure, sure, true. And that's actually what that's what this self defense guy really does a good job of explaining. But I I think speaking to what Stella was saying with "Are we sure it's real?" I think there's enough situations like that that happen that this is um, there's a reason it's popular. Right. There's a reason we're talking about it right now. And that's because it wasn't a perfect shooting. Right. Right. So so that's like the psyop angle of it is is not necessarily that it didn't happen the way we've seen it, but that different sides are going to interpret it different ways because the response was perhaps a little overboard compared to what should have been done. Ideally, so there's two, two reasons. I just wanted to chime in really quick on the on whether or not it's a psyop. Of course, it could be a psyop. It could be fake. But normally, if we believe that the predator class has the same playbook that they recycle because it works so well, normally they go after large, like a mass shooting is normally what they seem to prefer to make maximum tragedy impact instead of in this case, like this guy didn't die at all. He's just, he's still out here being a huge pain in the ass. Like I'm glad he didn't die and it worked out better for the other guy that actually shot him that felt threatened. But I just wanted to to make the point that normally it seems like a mass murder situation is what the predator class prefers in order to make their moves against guns. Yeah, true. True. That's a good point. Um, the only reason that I was sort of bringing that up was because that can easily, like <laughs> it's sort of because of that, it's a bit unsuspicious, you know what I mean? So it can be easily be used like little 
moving a pawn instead of a castle or whatever. Anyway, um, it can also be used for the narrative of the gun control narrative, right? So it fits nicely into that. Um, and also, I don't know, there was just something about that mother. <laughs> there was something she about sucked. her. She sort of she almost looked familiar. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just can't put my finger on it, but whatever. Karen-esque. She just seemed like... Karen-esque, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just a personality thing, maybe. I don't know. She seemed cold. Yeah, like not in the sort of mode that you'd be in if your son was shot. I don't know. It was, I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> well, this yeah. this happened in Loudoun County, Virginia, which is... When did it the- happen? Because if there's been quite a long time between mm. that and the event and the court case, then I can sort of understand, you know, she's yeah. moved on sort of thing. So I believe this is all kind of transpired in the last three to six months. Um, but I think the court date, like, I think, I think his trial just happened in the last couple of weeks. I feel like some other suspicious stuff was happening in Ludon County, uh, Virginia. I don't know if that's where there was some clashes with parents and school board. Yes. Um, some other fuckery. So, you know, Loudoun, Loudoun County is just outside of Washington, D.C. Okay. And there's a lot of very, very wealthy people there. It, it, it clearly is like a hot spot for some fuckery, if you will. Town. Spook town. Oh, I think that I'll mother looked like she had just spent a shitload of money on that court case. Yeah, she might be a spook. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, the guy that the, the shooter... When I saw the footage, he kind of, I don't know, he looked like the kind of guy you might hassle him once, but then you could you just have to sum him up and it's like not kind of kind of guy you really want to, I don't know, he looked like a triggery kind of guy, <laughs> not well, the sort I, of guy you'd want to kind of work up. That's what I thought. And I, I thought that was the other little suspicious thing was he looked a little bit too much like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm very suspicious. So. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think it's worth watching this um, this breakdown here. Any final thoughts before I play it? I'm not going to play yeah, the whole thing. The, the YouTube kid looks dumb enough that he wouldn't even pick up on <laughs> what the other guy's vibe was. Well, and you that's actually, a point. that's a really fucking good point, Bear Snare. And, <laughs> and this guy makes the same point. He's like, this, this prankster guy seems like a total fucking sociopath. He cannot read like cues socially. So here, I'm just going to play a couple minutes of this. And then I've actually, to kind of end the, um, the topic itself, I have a YouTube prankster that I actually think is really hilarious and he does some questionable stuff. Like it's amazing. He's not gotten his ass beat, but I think it's because he's actually funny versus like this fucker. Who's just not funny. He's just bizarre. You know, it's, it's, there's a subtle difference that I think is worth noting. Like this guy um, seems to kind of get his jollies off on making people afraid and uncomfortable versus the other guy who kind of is playing a similar game, but does it in a more, I don't know, genuine or wholesome kind of way, maybe. But we'll we'll judge that for ourselves uh, here in a bit. But this self-defense guy, he's got a pretty good take on the whole thing. I feel like I I don't want to say this. I'm going to regret making this video. I don't want to say the words that I'm about to say. A YouTuber named Tanner Cook was shot in a mall committing a YouTube prank. It wasn't a prank. I'll explain that later. And the guy that shot him was recently acquitted of shooting him after claiming self-defense. 
Tanner Cook's YouTube channel, Classified Goons, sucks. It's the worst type of channel. His pranks are idiotic. He's a jerk. He's a moron. He should have been punched in the face, kicked in the balls. He should be in jail, uh, but he, 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 should, he should not have been shot, and it wasn't self-defense. Get on my Facebook blog, stop. 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 Oh, this is what sucks about this is because I'm fine with people getting shot in self-defense. There are some problems for which the solution is a bullet going into a person. Legally, morally, tactically, sometimes that's the answer. This is not one of them. If you're new here, I'm Mike. This is Hard to Hurt, a channel dedicated to martial arts and self-defense. And I was a police officer for a long time. I investigated hundreds, maybe thousands of assaults, lots of them involving weapons, lots of them involving shootings, and, and some of them involving people getting killed. I, I did it a bunch. This guy was found not guilty of aggravated malicious wounding, which don't get confused. It's like, why was he charged with attempted murder? Laws are called different things in different places. The jury deliberated for hours, then came back and said, you know, we're kind of split on whether or not he acted in self-defense. And the judge did what judges always do, which is tell him, go back and deliberate some more. You know, it's not very helpful instructions, but it's pretty standard. Then they came back and they found him not guilty of the malicious wounding. I don't believe that anyone thinks he didn't shoot the guy. Like no one thinks that. So them finding him not guilty of that crime means that it was self-defense. Unless there's something I'm missing, unless there's some element to the case that hasn't come out yet. But they found him guilty of discharging the firearm, like of shooting the gun. They found him not guilty of shooting Tanner, but found him guilty of shooting. They're saying that the shooting of the gun was unlawful because they're, it was like in a building where there are people. And you can't do that. Dude, you can't shoot a gun inside. Oh, he shot a guy? That, that's fine. That guy was an asshole. But he can't shoot a gun inside. There's some fuckery here. That's, that's not right. And I, I have an idea why. My very first jury case that I ever prosecuted on my own was a woman stole some clothes off of a clothesline. And I had a good case. It was like slam dunk. The, the, the defendant got on the stand and she looked like she was lying. I was looking at the jury and they were all rolling their eyes at her. And the, the witness was very believable. And they went back and they were deliberating forever. And I, I looked at the defense attorney and I was like, yo, man, this is taking a long time. What are they talking about? He said, I'm not sure what they're talking about back there, but I can guarantee you this. And he'd been a lawyer a long time. Whatever they're discussing has nothing to do with the facts of the case. And you may or may not have heard the old adage. You know who's on a jury? 12 people who were too stupid to figure out how to get out of jury duty. That's one of the reasons that I laugh at all these guys who say, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. That also is what makes this kind of sticky because it's those guys that are like, see, hell yeah, self-defense. And I'm like, but this isn't. I believe YouTube pranksters are idiots and a lot of them need their ass kicked. And some of them are committing an assault and calling it a prank. Now, for a second, if you think that I'm a little harsh on this guy, Tanner Cook, classified goons, and you think, what, well, Mike, you're calling him names. You're saying he's an idiot. And the, the, his channel's not real pranks. His channel, they're not pranks. We've done a video before about YouTube pranks. I don't think they should be allowed to use that word. 
They're just being mean and confusing and then filming people reacting to that. That's not a prank. He's not clever. He's, he's just an idiot. If you need evidence, this is his reaction coming out of the courthouse. Regardless of the outcome, you know, the jury's the jury, and we totally respect how our law plays out, and this was the outcome today, and we respect that. Yeah. Let's go. No, just real quick. Okay. So I don't know. It, I think he's, this guy's right. Like it's not a clean shoot, but to me, there's just enough gray area to be like, ah, I, you know, he fucked around and he found out. I don't, you know, like don't fuck with people, man. It's not that complicated. It's interesting. The point that he made about um, where they actually landed in the case with <clears throat> the shooting, not being okay in the building and that's a kind of like that's a that's a kind of messed up thing to have him guilty of like if it if it is self-defense then that's okay you know was was anyone else shot did it you know i don't i don't think anyone else was shot so like he didn't shoot into a crowd (laughs) you know right Right. No, he just shot the dude in the stomach. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Anyway. The stomach got in the way. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is this punk uh, says he's going to keep putting out videos. I'm like, how fucking stupid can you be? You know? Yeah. True. And, you know, there's the old adage of just don't touch me, don't touch my stuff. It's that simple. Yeah, no, he he never did touch this tan. He never touched him, but he, he was in his touched. personal space. But way he was too definitely, much. yeah, and like had this blank expression. Like it to me, it looks very the body language. It's threatening. Like I think there's a case to be made for. I felt my personal safety was threatened. Absolutely, but still, that's like not quite enough. Um, this guy actually has a separate video where one of his students in his self-defense class uh, had to deal with one of these fucking retards, you know, trying to get clout on YouTube. And um, and this is like, in his opinion, how you're supposed to handle it, which I think is, again, like kind of worth watching. I'll just play a minute or two here. But here you go. Y'all gather around. Look at this shit. <laughs> Look at this. It's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. You handled yourself. You handled yourself very well. No, it's embarrassing. Look at this. I feel embarrassed. I'll hop up this counter and break that camera. You won't be mad. So stop fucking recording me, though. Make my milkshake and chill out. You're not making nothing. Dude, you sir, you heard how she talked to me? All right. Inside, I'm not making nothing. You want to stand here? You stand here. We're not just safe anymore. I'll go back there myself and make a damn milkshake, motherfucker. Dude, get the hell out of here. Dude. He's like, come on. You handled it perfectly. Explain to me, like, what happened before? Because that's the problem with these things. They don't show you before. Yeah. They just show her flipping out. Calm down. You know, I was trying to solve the issue. Calmly, he, like the girl started, you know, again, like, you know, mad at them and they were getting mad at them. And I was like, you know what? Let me make this shake and let them get out of here mm-hmm. so we can avoid the trouble. Well, like at a certain point, I was like, no, I'm not taking this shit no more. Yeah. So I was like, here's your money. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. And, and then when he said like, he's going to come over the couch, I was like, you come over here. I'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I swear I will beat the shit out of you. I think that's appropriate. We're not that's serving it. you. You've got to leave. I'm coming over to the counter. I, I, I was like, if you're a man, 
Come over this guy. He, he actually went to my wife's job too, to Home Depot, and did the same thing. He went to their break room. That's what he does. He tries. He went all the way in the break yes, room. Yes, in the break room. Dude, he's gonna get. Dude, no, he got arrested like maybe seven times. This guy's crazy. Think about, think about his if his dumb ass had hopped that counter. Oh my god! Be like, oh my god! I was waiting. I was waiting for him to do something. Did they just show? Yes. Her acting out. No. Right. Yes. Then they just show you they only show fed you. up. Yes, exactly. They don't show that he riled you up. No. So they make it out to be like, look at how crazy these exactly. people are. Exactly. That's the problem. Exactly. It's a good thing that idiot didn't have that counter though. No, but he, he was gonna get the beat the shit out of. I swear to God, I was gonna beat the shit out of. <laughs> I was at that point, and he came and second this, time. He Two. came back. Yeah, he came back. He lives in Myrtle Beach. Does he? He went yes. to Myrtle Beach High School. Oh, you know. Okay, so I'm gonna tie it back. Right. This is like, this is what toxic masculinity actually looks like. Are these fucking YouTube motherfuckers who have been spoiled and you know basically like. They don't know what being a man really is. They just think, oh, I'm going to go for some YouTube clout. Maybe I'll get laid if I get enough fucking you know, likes and views and shit. You know, I'm trying to tie it all full circle once again. But um, these YouTube people, man, like you got to look out. You got to look out. Yeah. Um, just to go back to the previous dude, um, still same topic. But I was wondering what it was that he was showing on his phone when he was going up to that guy like what what instigated that it was a stupid little recording and if i'm not mistaken it said um it said quit thinking about my tinkle dipshit and it kept saying that on a loop quit thinking about my tinkle you dipshit you know it's like it's nonsense it's you know, right like, and quit quit thinking about my dick like he's just he's trying to get a reaction right mm. so he was got that, one was that the guy that shot him sent that to tanner that no comment? no no the guy who got who shot him was just a random you know door dash delivery guy picking up a delivery order from the food court and this big tanner cook motherfucker comes up to him with his phone saying quit thinking about my tinkle dipshit on repeat you know, like okay totally so there was no okay so there was no connection whatsoever before that there was no comments on youtube or instagram or anything like that he wasn't right it was just a random pick he he picks on random people. He's a bully. Okay. He's a bully. Right. Thanks. Yeah. 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 I wasn't sure. Yeah. I'm noticing a common theme with these YouTube pranksters. They all look like they're on drugs. And I mean, I'm no stranger to inebriation. Like, do what you will. <laughs> but uh, we all know the kinds of drugs they're giving kids these days. Yeah. Yeah. No, this kid's probably Adderall to the fuck to the hilt, you know, like. If I had to guess, and he's probably stoned off his ass. He pretends to be stoned, but it's like it's a pretty convincing act. You know that moment where he's like, "Huh?" You know, he's like, "I don't get, I don't care, I don't care. I got shot." It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the clown. epitome of of retardation, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's not much of a societal mentorship going on at the moment, is there? I mean, it's just rubbish everywhere you look all this stupid short attention span garbage and the gender stuff i mean really in one way can't really blame these young guys because they've they've grown up in this weird world this strange yeah. inverted place so ando do you want to fill, fill us in here on what's going on at the bills game real quick uh i I don't know everything that's going on at the Bills game. Ashley was just saying that somebody uh, 
somebody got an injury. Uh, what do you have on that, Ashley? Okay, so uh, Twitter account at Vision for the Blind said, so tonight on Sunday Night Football, a Buffalo, a Buffalo Bills player goes down on what seemed like a normal hit, the same team that DeMar Hamlin plays on. He was taken out on an ambulance. And what do you see on the back of the ambulance? The number 33. So I originally thought dun, the player dun, dun. It's, so the the ambulance has two back glasses, like separate, like one window in each door. And there's a three and a three in that. And that was allegedly like in honor of DeMar Hamlin. And then I saw another video of, uh, <laughs> they're already making jokes. They, they showed like Vietnam footage and they're like DeMar Hamlin when he has flashbacks of uh, PTSD from last January or whatever. Um but yeah, so I and I'm not even familiar with the player and I wasn't able to even see if it was an exact same hit. Now, one thing that I do find interesting is that in DeMar Hamlin's case, it, it literally looked like I thought he was dead for sure because he was out for many minutes. Like I think he did technically have his heart stopped. Yeah, but I thought it was not coming back. <laughs> um no. But it, it was a long time, and then the game ended up getting canceled, even though it was a very big playoff game. Well, from what I have seen tonight, um, again, I'm not watching it. I just saw some stuff on Twitter. It looks like this game continued. So I thought that was kind of weird, too. It's like, okay. Oh, we're, it's, that is it's, weird. It's it normal every day now. It's normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're playing the Giants, and that's uh, like an interstate kind of thing you know bills giants that's got to be huge but uh one of my friends in another chat said uh people audibly yelling fuck israel in the background in the moment of silence of the bills game sunday night football yep damn Ooh. um it's interesting that it's the bills because the name bill has some esoteric significance um bill bill bale beelzebub it's all the same um word if you're doing the green language thing well in buffalo mm. bill you know she puts the lotion in the basket right yeah huh. or she gets something what is or it she, or else she'll get the hose again there you go yeah. she puts the lotion on the skin or else she'll get the hose again <laughs> yeah. that dude was making lampshades out of people's skin man uh, <laughs> he was making was a, a woman suit yeah that was yeah that was fiction technically but you know whatever um, you know, before we get off of the prankster thing, I do, I do just want to show one example of a prankster who I think is actually clever and relatively harmless. And like it, this, this isn't a, you could say art form that can either be done well or be done terribly, you know, poorly. Um, but this is a guy that I started following maybe three or four months ago. And I think he's actually pretty fucking funny. So I'm just going to play a little bit of this because I think y'all are going to get a kick out of it. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to play a game of Simon Says. If you win, everyone's happy. If you lose, I'm going to pull that fire alarm. Sorry, no. All right, how about heads up, seven up? Nope. Tag? No. Pet up, Goose? There's no game I'm going to play that you're going to pull my fire alarm. I was hoping you'd say that. Hi. <laughs> oh, um, I'm trying to play Simon Says. Okay, look, we can arrange some things. Look, my name's Fred. My name's Brian. 
between me and you. I'm going to have to pull this bad boy. Uh, I'm going to go speak to the deputy. Looks like we're on time limit. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> the moment you've been waiting for. Wait. You guys really thought this was real? I thought this was a real fire alarm? You must have gone fucked up. No, this is actually a fake. I bought it. And I have Velcro strip. Hey, guys. I'm Joe. Wait, Joe who? I'm there the manager of the library here. Huh. Now, I understand you know, people do things for YouTube or videos and things like that, but knowingly pulling a fire alarm is a crime. Wait, I thought if I pulled it, if I say it's a prank, then I'm safe, I thought. No. Okay, absolutely not. If you don't leave the library right now, I'm going to call the cops because threatening to pull the fire alarm, okay? So, hello. Joe? Right. I am Look, it wasn't a real fire alarm, it was one. Okay. See, but it looks real, though. Okay, so we need to go. Okay, all right, all right, we'll leave, we'll leave. Thank you for being a good sport about it. So I got this off Amazon, right? It's a beautiful setup. Look, no marks. Zoom in, can't catch a charge. And you see this fire alarm? Yeah. It was yours, but I cut the line, so it didn't you make a sound. So can I directly at the camera? Yeah. You got, yeah. you got me. You got, you got <laughs> us. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Was some group called the Ireland Boys, and they came in. And I was the Island Boys. Yes. Anybody here? Yes. <laughs> the Island Boys went to this library. I'm an island boy. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, Joe. Admit, that's, a good, that's a good one. I honestly, guys, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to say it because, you know, a guy like me wearing these kind of shorts, I have to spit facts. Josh Pegg looks at me and he's like, damn, you are a truther. That is the nicest librarian I have ever met in my life. Every time I do a library prank, I always make at least five plus ops, like on some King Von shit. So honestly, Joe, if you're watching this, I love you. If you have a daughter, <laughs> tell her to hit my line, hotline bling. Someone in this library, right? They have a fire alarm. I took it off their wall. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give it to my son. All right. And that is you. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna be honest. I still need this. <laughs> but I'll give you a hug. I'll give you a hug. Dude, this guy's you, still okay? an idiot. You have a great he's, day. He's nice, you know. Um, whenever you get like, a moment of like your free time, could you ready an officer? I just have a quick question. Yeah, I can ask you. Uh, thank you so much. Oh yeah. I was like reading a little bit over here. Okay. It keeps like making like little noises. Yeah, oh, here. the fire alarm. Just making some noises. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, are you going to have to maybe check the sensor down in the basement? I don't know. Like, I'm just sitting here. It makes sense. Like, one, like, pull it. If you want, you can move over here. You won't be able to near it. Like, what would happen if I pulled it? The charger that crime. You could oh. laugh. They're sending a bunch of people here. Because they, they, they. Don't touch it. Yeah. Don't do that. What are you doing? What are you doing? What? <laughs> Put your hands. Why are you in doing that? Wait, why didn't it go off? Okay, are you are you okay? Are you okay? Are you? Do you need some help? Oh, so you videotaping? <sighs> okay, so this guy me. illegally pulls this in an alarm. Do you know why it's not going off? This? No, no, don't touch that again. I should like turn it back off. Though. No, no, just no. leave it the way it is. It's fine. But, like, what if they're coming? Do you, you have a name? Durf. Do. You? Okay, this conversation's over. Hmm. Don't touch that. Okay, can I be honest with you guys? You're right. acting really immature, but go ahead. This is it my shorts? No, you look, oh. you're acting immature. You're like, like this might spark your a few laughs. Oh, thank you. No. Okay. But I don't want you again. I get that a lot. Like, I what can if see I... why. <sighs> they no one trespassing. Wait, but they didn't say that. You guys are just assuming. Hey, no. have Sarah come down here. Sarah. You might want to trespass him. Sarah does not. <sighs> okay, now we need to see your ID. What if I don't have any ID? Name? Durf. Well, no, you understand. Whatever you tell me, officer's presence, and it's okay. just a lie. You're, you're lying to an officer. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, no, no. Is no. your name is your name Durf? That's what the streets call me. 
What if I said? <laughs> Are you with Mr. Durf over here? See, look, yeah. boom. See, look, I gotta say, this is so hilarious. Fake. Um, and you think that's no, funny? No one said it was fake. And you think that's funny? I just said it was a prop. You think that's funny? How old are you? That's kind of personal to say. <laughs> Why? Okay, all right, that's enough. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, I'm like, you can do it well. You can do it's it well. Beautiful. <laughs> is your name Durf? That's what the streets call me. <laughs> I love that last bit. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, it goes on. It goes on. Uh, you know, hey, he's worth a follow. I'm not gonna lie. Fred uh Beyer or Boyer or something like that, but he's he's funny. All right. He's not got Fred one. Durf. Oh, Durf is a, a remix of Fred. Yeah, yeah, Durf. Yeah. He's got one and it's actually pushing it, in my opinion. But he'll ask, Can I borrow your cell phone? I gotta make a like an emergency phone call. And he'll like he'll swap the phones a little sleight of hand. And then he'll like get on it and act like he's all upset and he'll throw the phone against the concrete. <laughs> and it's like a dead busted ass phone that, you know, he's got their phone still in his pocket and like people lose their shit. But again, you know, it's like these guys are kind of toe in the line, but at least Fred, a.k.a. Durf, is actually clever and funny versus that Tanner Cook asshole who doesn't have two brain cells to rub together and is just a dick. And a, and a bully, you know, like, like I said, fine line. Um, but that's all I got on that. <laughs> I thought um, Durf was very game to reach in and hug that man because that is definitely getting into someone's personal space. Uh-huh. Yeah. All of yeah. a sudden. Yeah. But he didn't. He didn't. He, he would have hugged how him. to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. But he's like, he's towing that line. But he's not being threatening or like he's not inducing fear. Maybe a little confusion, maybe a little irritation, but not fear. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. Yep. It's not, yeah, it's not really threatening. <laughs> right. The cell phone um, thing. stupid fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he just pulled the fake fire alarm right in front of two cops. Like, <laughs> they, were, they were so ready to put him in freaking handcuffs. And he's like, but it's, but it's fake. It's not real. Like, please. It's, what, it's just, what it reminded me of, too, is whenever uh, like a cat is batting something and it's getting ready to go off the, like over the edge and people are like, don't do it. Do not do it. Right, you know? right. And the cat's yep. like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty good stuff. Anywho, I you know that's all I got for everybody. Any any anybody else have anything for us before we uh, call it a night? I didn't bring well, shit. <laughs> well, I'll just wrap up. I don't want to get into it too fully, but um, as we know, yeah. Australia's just had their referendum, um, and mm. the vote was a great big fat no, a really big yep. fat one, which was big awesome. That's because, awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you know, pretending that voting's real, but the PM, etc. Yeah, just totally—he <laughs> shot himself in the foot with this complete deception and lies. It was just so obvious, and I just think the government did not give the people enough credit. So yeah. From so me. what do you think happens now? Do you think they they double down, come back with something new? Because it it, it seems like that's, you know, it's like you you won this battle, but they—that's exactly they never what it stop. is. Yep. Yeah. That's just the beginning. Um, that was a good battle to win, but uh, there's this thing called closing the gap that they're trying to uh, put into motion, which is, 
you know, it all sounds like closing the gap is about bringing the Indigenous more into line with the standards of living of the white man, you know, basically putting it in black and white. Um, but that's really not what it's about. It's because the closing the gap thing is about being able to implement um, the thing called the UNDRIP, which is the United Nations mm, Declaration. I can't remember the acronym, but it's basically, um, yeah, the bringing in the ability to land grab and own everything. So um, that's what that's about. And again, everyone thinks it's about closing the gap to make things better for the black folk or the First Nations people, which is also debatable, but that's another story. Um, but it's not really about that. So we're going to still get more of the propaganda. Oh, the other thing was that all you know voters, which was like a huge percentage of the population, it was about 80-something percent of Australia, um, we're all racist <laughs> and misinformed and there was so much disinformation on our campaign. And it's hilarious because walking into the polling booth, it was yes, 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 vote yes, everyone's got yes T-shirts on. There was no sign of anything that said no. Um, there was quite a, a bit of personal campaigning and a bit of fighting going on with the no camp, but it certainly was not anywhere near like the yes camp. It certainly wasn't cashed up from all the corporations like the yes camp was um, and all the other things that went on which were very deceptive. But truth prevailed. Um, but now, yes, it's going to be about the misinformation, disinformation bill as well as the closing the gap thing. So the war continues. But that was a good start. It's yeah. encouraging, right, that there's more opposition than you might figure? I felt very encouraged, actually, yes. Um, as I said, you know, I don't think they gave the people enough credit, but they really – it was just so blatant what they were doing. You'd have to be a bloody idiot not to see through it. They were living under a rock or, you know, completely hypnotised one or the other. But, um, yeah, it woke a whole bunch of people up. So it's a good thing. So I've got a little something. <clears throat> um, I mentioned earlier that I was on one of the UN sites and it's unops.org. Um, That's UNOPS. And I thought it would be interesting to just read their homepage, what they say, because there are a lot of the, uh, the key words and phrases in just this little blurb. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read this and I put the link in the chat if you want to post it across, really Af no. across Africa, UNOPS works with our partners to help maximize the impact of their humanitarian development and peace initiatives, all in support of the sustainable development goals. We work to build resilience, mitigate the impact of disasters and assist partners with responding, recovering, and building back better from crisis and conflict. We help reduce inequalities by enabling access to basic services for vulnerable communities, build the capacity of institutions and suppliers, and drive economic opportunities. We think innovatively and work efficiently so that the people of Africa can build a stronger future and governments can achieve peace and sustainable development. Now, the other thing I was seeing is um, some uh, stats on food shortages and how, you know, there's food shortages across Africa and Asia. Um, and it's interesting how they've got to, you know, they've, they've got to break it all down um, before building it back better. 
<clears throat> and we've we've heard plenty of testimonies from people in America and people in Europe how from farmers how they're getting checks from the government to not grow crops or to plow them under even. Yeah, they love responding to crisis, right? And the, the, the key word is crisis. They need a crisis to respond to. Yeah, so they create them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the build back better, you got a good point. They have to break it down, make it worse to build it back better, of course. Of course, of course. Then every- you need a savior. And, and keeping mm-hmm. people desperate and in fear is the best way to keep them compliant. Absolutely. It's a well-known fact. And every time I hear the word resilient or resilience... It's always a little bit of a bell for me because they seem to use that all the time. Like the, it's one of their, you know, it words. And and it's one of those things. It's for who? Because <laughs> it seems to not be for a lot of people. <laughs> well, the, the the no agenda jingle. You know, build back better for someone else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, who else has anything? This might be a shorter episode than normal, which is totally fine, but. I was just going to say, I always find it interesting to go to some of their own websites, you know, like these UNNWO type websites. That's another one that I went to once is UNNWO. It's probably .org. And it's interesting because that, that NWO means what you think it means. New right? World Order. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, right, it's right in your <laughs> yep. face, man. And then Absolutely. they've got these big blurbs about their sustainable goals and they're pretty much all the same. <laughs> yeah. And whenever I see or hear a new character that pops up, that's like, for instance, the deputy prime minister of Australia, I had no idea we had a different one. They, they just seem to, they're so interchangeable. It's like they put some in a cupboard and then there's a new one comes out, you know, but um, yeah, this guy, I've never seen him before in my life, but Whenever someone like that pops up, I just always take their name to the WEF site. And not always, but generally you'll find some sort of a connection. If it's not their name directly, it'll be somebody that they work with or for or have worked with or whatever. So always worth doing. That's fun. Yeah, and they don't seem to have any trouble projecting exactly what they want if you are able to break down and see through the language, through the floral uh, the flowery wording, um, just like WTF forum or the W E world world forum. economic forum. Yeah. yeah yes. Right. Our, uh, rival forum. our rivals are <laughs> yeah. direct and, and subpar rivals. We are clearly 100%. superior. Yeah. 100%. We world would, economic uh, fuck up. We would like their funding though. Um, it would be great if we had their budget, but yeah. yeah, so they have their shit all over, like outlandish stuff. Like they post the article, it's 2030. You, you know, I own nothing. I have no privacy and I've never been happier. Um, that came out in 2016. It's just out there. And I'm eating and, the bugs. Yeah. yeah. And people will still tell you like crazy conspiracy. They're like, okay, they're saying it. It's right there. Think, it's very I- obvious. I think it comes back to the metaphor of the vampire that you have to invite across the threshold. They need your explicit or, well, explicit might not be the right word. They need your, um, consent. what's the word? Yeah, consent, but your implied consent because they right. told you. They told mm-hmm. you what they were going to do and you didn't stop them. So you consented. 
they have very tricky ways of getting that implied consent and and uh in ways that we're not aware of and it's uh it's really stretching it because i don't consent (laughs) and most people don't really and this is uh I'm, i'm glad you brought that up because this is something that i have been mulling over because i do think there is something to that trope that the vampire must be invited in for sure however i feel like that could be applied to uh, Operation Warp Speed. But I've been thinking about, well, what happens if they go with what they have kind of been forecasting, like an aerosol warp speed um, or something like that, right? So we there is no opportunity for consent in that way. So if they truly are held to that standard by either something here in the material world or something to do with their, you know, their religion, their deal with the devil that they have made. I don't really see how that would fit in in any way because no one would have an opportunity to consent, uh, you know, if they go aerosolized. With they that. already aerosolized poison for us through pesticides and herbicides and stuff like that. Though. Sure, sure. Well, and you're consenting to breath. Nobody's got a gun to your head. You could just stop breathing, Ashley. Right. Yeah. Right. See, it gets tricky in that regard. That helps your carbon offset. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so my score is going to go through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sequester your own carbon. It's the final solution. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cut down trees and bury them. Bill Gates. That's- yeah. <laughs> yeah, and put up a whole bunch of uh, technology that doesn't work. Right. Yeah. And it's disposable and as um Stella has talked a lot about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, have, you those, uh, have you seen those bullshit algae tanks <laughs> that they suggested putting up in cities because they don't have enough trees? It's literally it's a oh my god. It looks like an aquarium. I gotta see if I can find it. Uh, an aquarium that has it's just full of algae. I so was um instead of sorry. just not poisoning the oceans and letting the algae do its thing there, <laughs> try to make some fake miniature version of it. <laughs> yeah, they yes. can do so much better. Yeah, I'm going nature. to uh <laughs> Uh, no, I, I haven't vetted this, but I'm dropping the link here. <laughs> it's just so stupid. <laughs> it's just so, uh, it's such a stupid concept. Mike, do you want to pull that up? On it. Sure. Thank you. Yep. Here you go. Oh, don't want to subscribe. Oh, isn't that appealing? <laughs> <laughs> That's the What's ugliest the fucking thing I ever saw. It's What's liquid trees, Stella. It's liquid trees. So that they just for aesthetics? provide an alternative to actual trees in urban areas. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Is it Lord. completely close to the air? Like, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yes, it's very stupid. I'm sure yeah. it runs on electricity. It's probably yeah. got some oxygenation pump they going. They use way yeah. more carbon to make that thing than it'll ever offset. it's so so fucked up it's just like they do with everything else you know they they steal the real they sell you the fake and still steal the real as james evan paletto says 
and yeah. replace it with something completely synthetic. They're just trying this, to get yeah. God out of the equation. This right here right. is kind of telling. So it says trees are essential for maintaining the ecological balance and improving air quality in urban areas. However, Ugh. planting and maintaining trees in cities can be a daunting task. Trees need adequate sp space, water, and nutrients to grow, which is often a challenge in cities within limited space resources. So, so I like, have yeah. the perfect solution, guys. Let's build an aquarium and maintain an aquarium full of algae that costs actual resources. <laughs> and that'll be a replacement for trees because we don't want to use resources maintaining trees and like they require watering and stuff like that. So that's a little bit, but the, the aquarium does have water and it will have to be filled up with water, but that's totally different. And don't ask me about that. And nutrients and oxygen. I mean, it's, it's not a, there's no such thing as a closed cycle, you know? Yeah, I'm wondering how long it's going to take before they put a tap onto the side of it, and that's where you can get your water. Ah, no, Stella, yeah. uh, your water is coming. Wash down from the bugs. Recycled <laughs> shit. Yeah, I hope some gorilla yes. gardener or something just throws some catfish in there and starts raising them, Hell or yeah. a brick, or a brick <laughs> crocodile through the window. Um, well, I mean that's. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know i've got i've got a client who is very intrigued by this idea there are these like shipping container um farms that are like vertical farming operations within a shipping container and they cost like a hundred thousand dollars and he's brought it up to me a couple times and every time i try to delicately be like look if you want to invest a hundred thousand dollars in something invest it in my company not some piece of shit like you know totally unnatural food production system like we live in indiana with fertile soil and good sunshine why why are you gonna spend all this money on something that is so over the top high tech when literally you know you're you're, you're trying to grow food in the dark when we have perfectly good sun and soil like it's not you're not going to beat Mother Nature at this game. It's yeah, it would probably happen. make sense in um, somewhere like Alaska or something. Sure, but, sure. Uh, or in the desert or, you know, there's places mm -hmm. it might make sense, but not in fucking the Midwest, you know, not here. See, that's not a bad business. You should go get a few shipping containers and set them up into uh, vertical gardens and sell them if that's what they're getting for them. Because you can buy a shipping container here for a couple of grand. Yeah, well, they do. They Indy have a one. whole lot of a whole lot of tech in them. Um, it's right. it's mm. it's an impressive piece of tech, but it's just not practical for for this area. So I'm like, good for mushrooms. Get Rob Breezy in on that job. Yeah, yeah. So you know how we always joke about this climate change nonsense being a religion. There is an actual religion called Earthism, and <sighs> uh, we should delve into that. I'm trying to find a video on it. Um, I'll, I'll keep looking, but y'all go ahead. Yeah. While you do that, I wanted to tell Stella that I wasn't just uh, making that up, that she, you know, that Bill Gates wants us to drink the shit water. <laughs> oh, no, I have heard that before. Yeah. 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 I, I, I was under the impression there were a number of towns already doing that. Uh, well, and, and in cities, yeah, it is. I My understanding is that it's water treatment, right? So they take mm. the water and they treat it with a whole bunch of shit, including fluoride and chlorine and everything else. And they send and everyone's antibiotics and mm, yummy. And their um, antidepressants. And, the, we're all and also yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and also they're spraying the crops with it too, I believe. 
Sure, why know. not? You know, this is <laughs> why this is why I go to an artesian well for my drinking water. It's like Ooh, it comes straight awesome. out of the ground from that's a thousand great. feet down. Uh-huh. If you if you you know go to findaspring.com. You can often, depending on where you're at, you can find a natural spring somewhere in your area. Buy a few five gallon, you know, water container jugs, and take take responsibility for your own fucking drinking water. Don't drink that shit out of the tap if you can help it. Yeah, yeah, and um, nine acres, and he's got one of those on it. And take a lighter with you, and make sure it doesn't light first. <laughs> I've seen that happen a few times. Is that because of the fracking? Yeah, yeah, that's a thing with fracking for sure. Yeah. So is there any around your area, Mike? No, that's pretty much all up in like the Dakotas and uh, and Canada mostly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're worried about here with the fracking. I haven't really heard much about it lately, but there's been, yeah, been many, many uh, fights. Yeah, because we've got the artesian water basin, which um, is under threat. Sort of gone by the wayside, all that chat. Mm-hmm. There's Ashley's it. there's Ashley's boom mic again. <laughs> sorry, I thought I was Boing. on uh sorry, You're good. I thought I was You're on good. mute. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried to be aware of it. Yep. I'm just I'm to, just I'm just being got Adam cats Curry. Wandering around everywhere. I might have to start sourcing water for brewing from uh from my buddy with his artesian well. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great I, idea. I exclusively use the spring water with my compost tea concentrate um, because it's got bacteria and, and fungal components to it. I don't want chlorine and fluoride killing off all the good shit in my compost tea. So, mm. yeah, it really does matter, um, especially if you're trying to garden garden with it. Can you talk about compost tea? Oh, and I did find the video, too. But before we go to that. Yeah, I mean, compost tea is pretty cool stuff. Uh you can make it or you can buy concentrates, which is what I do um, because it's. Um, but I, I use something called Garrett Juice Plus. And um, there's a few different products, um, you know, different like fish emulsions. And, you know, the stuff I use has some fish, some horticultural molasses, like I said, like fungal and bacterial inoculant um, and a few other things probably worm castings, all kind of, you know, boiled down into a concentrate. You put three or four ounces into a two gallon spray bottle and you just shoot it all over your plants. And um, a lot of people don't realize, but plants can soak up nutrients from the foliage. So it's what's called a foliar feed. It's kind of like a, you know, a little, a little boost. Uh, You know, I use it kind of in conjunction with a granular fertilizer, but uh, if you really want to get crazy and make your own compost tea, there's, there's a really cool setup, uh, a guy named Brian Norton that I've met at, at a conference. He invented this um, contraption using like a big trash can with some PVC pipes. And I forget what he calls it, but essentially he gets a vortex going. Uh, I think he calls it a vortex brewer. And he'll just take a big like tea bag of, of uh, worm castings and sit it in the side of this vortex brewer. And he gets, you know, he turns on the water pump and it starts a vortex and you just let it spin for like 12 hours and soak up all that, you know, worm casting, good, good, you know, good shit, goodness, whatever. And then you 
spray it directly on your plants or pour it in the soil. And uh, it's a good natural fertilizer. So that's a quick, quick rundown of compost tea. But it's cool. I make cool. I make all my own compost tea. I've been doing it for ages. Um, I usually have something like if I pull out the weeds, for instance, which I tend mm-hmm. to leave a lot of the weeds, like the dandelions and that, because I'm happy for them to spread. Clover, mm-hmm. I, I actually seed it. Um, so yeah, anything like that, in, if it's not seeding, um, I'll put it into a big bucket and leave it for three months, six months, what have you. And that's what I use all the time. And the other thing I use for, um, uh, potassium or no phosphates, um, is all the banana skins, the organic banana skins. I just stick them into one of those, you know, netty fruit bag things that you get oranges in and stuff and just hang it off, hang it in a, like a bucket or a glass. It's actually a big glass bottle just got from the tip shop um yeah just hang it there and that's my you know for when things are flowering or fruiting they prefer that to nitrogen so yeah i just make all my own stuff i never buy fertilizer Stella, remind me i'll send you the um the plans for this vortex brewer i think the idea is instead of letting it soak for like weeks or months you get it you get the vortex going and it oxygenates it and you can get that same effect like a lot quicker so. Oh, yeah, it sounds like it speeds it up heaps. And there's also something about spinning in a vortex. Like my friend who's just – she's crazy about all these different – trying all these different things for her body. And at the moment she's doing this water vortex thing and she it's like the restructuring the water and all that kind of thing. I don't really – I haven't gone into it fully myself. A little bit on the fence about it and how it works, but um, she swears by it. She's also got this really awesome machine. I've got a f- photo of it I'll post in the forum. Um and it's this, it does run off electricity, unfortunately, but it's like a cube, probably a meter by a meter by a meter, and it creates water out of thin air. It's really amazing. <laughs> and it tastes beautiful and pure. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I like your birds. That's the Karawongs. <laughs> yeah, it's morning over there, you can tell. Are those it's wild actually- or are those in your house? Oh, no, that they're wild. I would never cage nice. a bird again. Nice. Uh, it's 10 to 2 in the afternoon, but they usually they start up about oh, quarter to five. They usually wake me up. <laughs> huh. That's cool. Well, anything else uh, before we wrap her up? Well, uh, you want to talk about earthism a little bit? I got yeah, you a you link got, in the you chat. Got something? Yeah. Oh, is yep. that? Uh, oh, did I already pull it up? Oh, yeah, here it is. Just a second. The wonderful, wonderful world of Earthism. How nice is that? Uh, there's a comment, oh, a couple of comments actually in the YouTube. Thanks for watching, everyone, or listening. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, you want to read them? Yeah, sure. This is going back a little bit. Uh, Sean O'Connor says, "My comment on Instagram when this dropped, talking about Tanner, uh, on Tanner's page, was can't wait to see his last video on Vidmax." <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Actually, okay, yeah. um, he's the fellow that was at the No Agenda meetup and tuned in for our show. Oh. Yeah. No. What is Vidmax? Vidmax is where all the violent, nasty shit goes, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I didn't oh. know that either. So he's basically insinuating, um, yeah, his last video is going to be of him getting killed. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. that sounds of it. And uh, there's another one, Wurge.co, W-E-R-J. Uh, just got here. Is the Vortex Brewer the thing that Scramblin made? Yeah, yeah. Brian Norton, otherwise known as Scramblin. Uh, he's got 
a show called Scrambling University. He's a really cool dude. Uh, hung out with him at the Self-Reliance Fest a couple, uh, I guess, a year ago or so. In fact, I think that... Wasn't that just this weekend? Yep. It was yesterday, right? Yep. In, was... uh, in Tennessee somewhere. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's well, a cool and, event. And shout out to Worm, my buddy who made that comment. He's there right mm. now. Is he? Right on. Yep. Well, hey. And so, yeah, it was scrambling. And he's been on my Friends Hate Freedom. Oh, awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude. I've been wanting to get him on Easy Peasy, just haven't made it happen. But he's kind of a mad uh, inventor type in the permaculture space. And yeah, that Vortex Brewer is a really cool design. He he basically put it together with all bits and bobs you can get at Home Depot for like 150 bucks. So it's pretty cool. The community is small and strong. I love it. I love it. All right, yeah. should we play the video here? Or any other comments you want to read, Stella? Uh, no, I was just going to say, yes, I would definitely be interested in that Vortex plan. Thank you very much. Yes, I'll see what I can find for you and send it your way. All right, I'm going to play this. So, The Wonderful World of Earthism. says it's time to love and bless and honor planet earth are you ready as our buckminster fuller whoa this is hold on is it all written stuff yeah. do i have to read the whole thing so maybe just mute sorry it we went in uh rye i've never seen it yeah it, it looks yeah. like yeah it looks like it's just words damn i if i i thought i was getting something other than just a damn script well, Sorry. maybe Ando, this this might be worth covering next week or something if you want to do a little digging and find us a couple of uh well here yeah, okay, it sounds here we go. good. Yeah, I want as as a um as a teaser, this this is apparently the definition of earthism. It says earthism is not simply a set of ideas, but it is a new paradigm, a different way of being in the world and a new more conscious and sustainable way of living in balance and harmony with all of life. Preserving and restoring the health of the earth is of primary importance. I can't disagree with any of that. Um, but when you take it and make it like a religion, um, you know, it should just I'm, be a way of life, like an right, everyday right. common way of life, really. Right. Uh, you know, the simple way of putting it would be like restoration agriculture or permaculture, right? Like mm -hmm. we don't, you know, you start putting isms on the back of it and it starts mm -hmm. sounding culty. You know, it's like one of my favorite quotes from any movie, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He says, I'm, I'm not a fan of any ism, right? Um, I can't remember the whole quote, but essentially he, he, you know, he's just like, yeah, fuck isms, you know? And <laughs> I suppose that could even go for things like anarchism, right? Even I can be too dogma dogmatic about things. So, anywho. Hmm. Yeah, do a little digging into that, Ando. See, uh, see how culty it seems, and we'll take it. We'll we'll talk about it another time. Maybe, maybe we'll have yeah, to uh, send them for some reconditioning. <laughs> yeah. Well, some I think I must be an earthist by nature. Yeah. I mean, you just plant stuff. You don't drop stuff, and um, <laughs> you know, just yeah, live life. Grow plants and put your garbage plants, in the don't bin. Don't hurt anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty simple, really. So I want to say my favorite ism is ism can't. 
that's uh, <laughs> America's sweetheart right there. <laughs> he is America's sweetheart. He has uh, been a little bit under the weather this week. He finally caught something which could have been a coronavirus, perhaps flu virus. But uh, wait, yeah. he was trying to catch it, wasn't he? For like the whole three years, yeah, he was trying to get it because, yeah. uh, he, you know, originally he wanted to get two weeks off work and all, and all that stuff. <laughs> but so now there there my, is no benefit to him, so he's just had a raging migraine for like five days. Uh, yeah, he could have gotten it with uh, with pouring some uh, orange crush onto one of those tests before. Apparently, um, something yeah, I, I saw about that here at the at the WTF forum we talked about yeah, it we um did, we did. but but yeah uh so my sister has pretty much been trying to get on disability for years and now you know it, uh she's proven that if you work hard enough at something that you can finally achieve your goals so i mean it looks like isms there at this point so um he, he is there yeah i see that mike's about to uh play that clip of ferris bueller let's just say there america's sweetheart is exempt from this <laughs> is that Matthew Agreed. Broderick or no Justin uh his handle is ism can't and oh, gotcha. he is uh known as America's sweetheart love it love it but yeah here's that clip from Ferris Bueller there's a little tidbit of wisdom here I think it's not that I can build fascism or any ism for that matter isms in my opinion are not good a person should not believe in an ism he should believe in himself I quote John Lennon, I don't believe in Beatles, I just believe in me. A good point there. After all, he was the walrus. I could be the walrus. I'd still have to bum rides off of people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I can tone fascism or well, anyism for that matter. Believe in yourself. Looks like Ando's trying to say something. <clears throat> well, if... uh. If if opening up this show with Israel and Palestine didn't get us the boot from YouTube, then playing copyrighted material might do the trick. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It was only about 10 seconds. I think we'll be Looking all right. on it. Yeah. yeah. Is there a time limit with that? Like if it's under 20 seconds or something like that, you're okay. Or if it's copyrighted, they just get you right away sometimes. Well, last week they just interrupted our um, stream for the, you know whatever amount of time. But right. they didn't boot us, so I think we're all right. I see they, what they give you a little option to like get rid of it. Mm -hmm. but is there yeah. something wrong with my mic? You uh, you glitched out on us for a minute there. Oh, okay, gotcha. I think uh, you can do it under educational purposes if you're sort of talking about it or something like mm -hmm. that. It's fair use. Fair use. Hmm. Well, I, I think maybe it's time to kind of wrap her up. I thought, you know, let's end on one more funny. Uh, I just love this Fred Beyer guy, this Durf. So I'm just going to play you. I'm just going to play you one snippet of the cell phone gag because it's pretty good. So here you go. Friends, like She's like a single hoe. What should I do to get her out of it? Tell her to come down. You get your ass down here right now. You hear me? No? Okay, fine. She can play at that game. <laughs> okay. look, 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 we're all good. Wait, sir. Wait, it was my phone. Your phone's fine. Wait, I stole my phone. It wasn't yours. Okay, I'm sorry. Give me a hug. Get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> Give me a hug. <laughs> it's tight. But that's fine. Cause you know what that means, guys? <laughs> that means I'm a classified old school prankster. If I was a prankster back in 2015, I would still got it. Miss, you. All right. All right. That's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Class Give me a hug. <laughs> yeah. Classified old school prankster, man. I love Run. how he pretends to struggle when the guy starts trying to put a hold on him. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. So it's, you know, like not all YouTube pranksters are built the same. All right. Like the, gotta separate the wheat from the chaff and maybe <laughs> the chaff gets a bullet here and there. I'm sorry. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's just how it goes on the streets. You know, Durf gets it. So <laughs> Durf well, is a hugger, uh, hugger, not a fighter. Totally. Not a bully. He's not a bully. He is a clever prankster. Not a bully, so there's that. But maybe we uh, go ahead, Stella. You got something for us? No, no, no. no. I just heard a. I heard a like somebody had something. No, to it say. was a. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing right, a little well, breathy laugh thing. <laughs> well, let's let's just send it around the circle here. You know, like the last couple times, last couple weeks, I think we've gone to four hours, like two weeks in a row. So. We, we stuck within our normal parameter this time. Three hours, primo time, you know, anything more. And we're really asking a lot of folks. So yeah. anywho, um, I'm Mike the Polymath, Easy Peasy Podcast. If you want to find my links or find my book, uh, go to easypeasy.ittybitty.tips. And I will pass it to Ashley. Actually, before I do that, shout out to OG Dadbod who had to bounce. Um, check out his show, Whole Lot of Nothing. And I'll send it to Ashley. I'll send it hey. to Ashley. Ashley, how do we find the union of the unknowns? <laughs> well, Endo, I'm glad you asked. You can find us at unionoftheunknowns.com. That's our link tree page. All the many, many ways to get in touch with us, including the link to our Discord, and we would love to have you. And you can also find me managing the unknowns Twitter page over at, at unknown. Wait. <laughs> Sorry, at Union Unknowns over on X Twitter. I'll pass it on to Ando. I am glad you asked. Um, I'm Ando <laughs> Burn Babylon Burn and the Doom Kitchen, libertylinks.io slash the Doom Kitchen and the Doom Kitchen at protonmail.com. Hello, Stella. Hello, hello. Slash the kitchen, just like Britney Spears. <laughs> Um, so, yes, I could be found at Union of the Unknowns with my friend Ashley and several others every now and then, and uh, occasionally on the Propaganda Report, um, just random pop-up shows, which are fun. Uh, that's pretty much it, regularly. And uh, Bear Snare, how about y'all? I'm Bear Snare at thebearsnare.com, and you can find my music and my podcast and all kinds of other stuff there. Slash in the kitchen like Britney Spears. I like it, Stella Q. That was a good one. <laughs> well, hell yeah, another WTF forum for the books. Uh, thanks, y'all, for coming, those of you that were here live. And if you didn't listen to us live, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Join us live, you know? Come on. Yeah, what else you got to do on a Sunday night? It's pretty fun. It's pretty or, fun. Or a Monday morning. Or a Monday morning if you're uh, in a different hemisphere. But, you know... Nowhere else, nowhere else will you get an in-depth dive into YouTube pranks and 
whatever the fuck else we talked about uh survival island algae tanks algae tanks only on the wtf forum will you get such programming as this we'll talk to y'all next time Bye-bye.